0: Hello and welcome to the Yerky Boys. May the Candrona shine and strengthen you. My name is Will.
1: My name is Jonathan.
0: And we are the Yerky Yerky Boys. Boys. All right. This week we're doing the hork Chronicles. Time for everyone to get hype for the hork Chronicles.
1: Part one.
0: Part one. (laughs) Because we just can't contain ourselves.
1: Chapters prologue through 12. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> this is our
1: second Chronicles book.
0: Indeed it is.
1: And our fourth non-main series Animorphs book.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Uh, it's, you know, it's fun to, statistics, facts.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know if it's statistics. <laughs> but it's, I don't
0: know if it's fun either.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's for the listener to decide. Uh, this book, of course, was released in uh, 1998, October.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and, uh, you know, so there were actually two books released in October of 98, this one and the next one, 23. <laughs> now, unfortunately, book 23 references stuff from this book, so this order has to happen this way. And I say unfortunately because it means that when we do our little, like, you know, classically, we break our seasons after uh, the Chronicles books, right? <laughs> classically, <laughs> yes. You know, our longstanding tradition. And uh, and that does mean that the season two is going to be shorter than average and the season three is going to be longer. But there's really just no way to uh, do it any other
1: way and have the order make sense. Yeah. Can I tell you something funny? Yeah. I forgot to get my Kindle. It's not next. I got to go get it. It's over, th- it's over somewhere else. <laughs> I got to go grab. It. I don't have the book. So
2: <laughs> do
1: you want
0: to cut this part out? Or do you want me to just keep talking? No, I'm just going to take hear 10 it, seconds.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to go get, Oh no, I have headphones in. <laughs> I'm just going to go get the book.
0: Have fun over there. All right. Uh, so this book here, I'm very Well, actually I think we, we might have a little bit of business before we get into, but I will say while he's going and dealing with his shit, uh, this book here I'm very excited to do this. I said when we did book 19 that that was my favorite non chronicles book. And when I said that this is the book that I'm specifically talking about. This here is my favorite wow. anamorphs book. Uh when I was a kid this was my favorite book, period. Like there were wow. quite there's quite a decent amount of time where this was just my favorite book. And um and it, it's going to be hard for me to ass- like I I'm you know as an adult, like, it's it's obvious this is still easily in, like, the top three, no question. Um, but it's really hard for me to assess, like, is it actually the best Animorphs book or is it just, like, close to the best? I can't tell because I love it so much from being a kid.
1: Here's what I'll say. I got my book, by the way. Good job. <laughs> uh, having I've only read the first third. We mm-hmm. are not, I don't know anything more than that, than what we're covering today. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, all I will say on that, so I'm not making any judgments on the book as a whole, but what I will say is, um, I, I can't remember what order you read this in. I don't know if you read this when it came out or if you had, yeah, gone I, back would, and,
0: I would have read this, uh, exactly when it came out and I would not have gotten every book up until now by the point, by this point, I would have, okay, I would have like yeah. had some filling in of gaps, but
1: cause I will just say Having reading through these chronologically the way we're doing, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think this book has quite the same impact as, for example, Andalite Chronicles. Just because it's like we we had that big, epic, crazy, mind-blowing book, and it, it, I've you know, a little Mm. bit of this is like not even as a qualitative, like oh, it doesn't, it's not as good, but. It's hard to get that level of impact back because we've kind of done it before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would agree. This book is nowhere near as crazy as Andalite <laughs> Chronicles. And it doesn't go to as many places. The story it tells is much simpler. Um, but I really, I mean, part of what I like about it is the vibes. It's got very, you know, unique vibes for the series. Uh, and we can talk about that a little bit more when we get into it, because yeah. a lot of that is established in this first third.
1: Yeah. Well, we have plenty of time today, so we're going to, we can fuck around as much as we of want. Of course. Yeah.
0: No, there's <laughs> no way we could possibly make this our longest episode. We're only today.
1: doing one third of the book. Come I on. Know.
0: How could it possibly be longer than two and a half hours?
1: Let's, let's speculate for a few minutes. <laughs> no, um, uh, a few orders of business. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we hyped you up now for Hork-Bajir. Put that in the back burner. We're gonna get to Hork-Bajir. <laughs> yeah, but we have just other
0: a, business to take care of.
1: A little business to take care of. I actually want to say two pieces of personal business from the from the David trilogy that we just finished. Um, the first one is you know I I made a reference that I was like oh David is kind of like the Thanos. He's really more like the Ultron. So I just wanted to put that correction out there.
0: Okay. It's
1: more like the Ultron. Right. The fans will know.
0: I, also, I, mean, I, I see what you're I, saying.
1: I want another Marvel uh, point here. I just want to say, I, I've I've been I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now. It's been in my head. <laughs> there was some, you know, the the in one of the books, the controllers had glasses that shoot people like Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they mentioned it being like the X Men, or maybe they, yeah, they did, did right? They? Or no? Or that I just I, say that.
0: You definitely said that. I'm sure they referenced X-Men. I don't remember. If, I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe they did.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think they did because I, I don't know. I made some crack about how I was like, hey, Applegate doesn't know who Cyclops is. Uh, I, I don't know. And now it, it felt uh, looking back on it, it feels gatekeepy. I don't like it. It feels like I was being a dick. Hey, Applegate probably knows who Cyclops is. And I just wanted to apologize. <laughs>
0: That's good. I'm glad you're getting out ahead of these controversies. Um, <laughs> it was I mean, weeks ago. <laughs> it is, listen, it is important that you stay on top of this because, uh, you know, another point of business here is that we are starting to become real public figures. Uh, your hit smash parody right. of 22 is taking off. Um, yeah, that's charting. I just want to let the listeners know <laughs> that, you know, if if this trend continues – um, we're not going to let fame change us or, or, or wealth. We're still going to be the same lovable guys who we've always been, um, but we won't be doing this podcast anymore. No way. Not when I'm making money.
1: <laughs> no, right. That I mean, you'll be me.
0: making money, but I'll be parasiting off of you. So.
1: Yeah, uh, but before before I get to our next point of business, we do want to stop and bring you this message from BetterHelp. Do you feel <laughs> <laughs> like you're fucking a piece of shit? <laughs>
2: You
0: feel like everyone in your life is being controlled by a slug in their brain?
1: <laughs> Join Better Health today. Okay. Better Health? Think,
0: Sorry. Better Help. You think Better help is uh, like a front organization for the Yorks?
1: I do now. Yeah. Right. You, go, you log little... on
0: and be like, help, I'm depressed. And have you tried the sharing?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. Now that you say it, it's obvious. What else could it be? All right. There is one email we wanted to talk about today. We do have uh, other email business, but uh, it's it's stuff we're saving for a few weeks from now. So so hang tight. Specifically, if you're Nick No Name, <laughs> um, this email. <laughs> By the way, th- Nick No Name made a joke about like I'm not bothering to make an anonymous email. This this email we got today. Sorry, we're doing the sharing.
0: Oh right, yeah, your little jingle.
1: Um, this person did actually make an anonymous email. <laughs> so, God damn. <laughs> it's. I mean, I think they use the website where it's just like a generic. Mm. Uh, you probably don't have to like register or anything. You just type in and it does it for you. But I don't know. That's more power to you. Uh, this comes from a no- so anonymous email. No name, nothing. Uh, it's, a, it's a comment about the David trilogy. A specific thing that uh, you had said, Will, that we talked about. Uh, this oh email says, hi guys, found your podcast early from a post on r slash marketing in action baby, and have been listening ever since. In your episode on book 21, I believe mm. that was the threat.
0: Yeah, that was the threat.
1: Will loses it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I had a little meltdown.
1: One hour, 52 minutes, 26 seconds.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: When he notes that it doesn't make sense for the Animorphs to be confused why the world leader isn't being grabbed, because the guys who were supposed to grab the world leaders are knocked out. Right. You could, if listeners go back and listen, I'm not recapping this. I I couldn't even, I can hardly even remember. (laughs) No, that's a good recap. Anyway. They continue, but I think there were going to be controllers on the outside of the hologram that were going to grab them because of this earlier passage, quote, our plan was equally simple. We'd wait till the controllers outside shoved the president Hmm. or prime minister our way. Then we'd grab him and dot, 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 three dots, end quote. So I think there are two sets of controllers, the ones inside the hologram that the Animorphs hammer with the all and the plumb bobs and all of that. They <laughs> right, are knocked right. out. But there were also going to be controllers on the outside that would push the world leaders into the hologram. May the Kandrona continue to shine on you to you as well, anonymous listener.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what
0: do you think? So, I don't appreciate being corrected. Um, I think that if you <laughs> want to have takes, you can have your own podcast. Uh, I am the expert here. I do this for a living. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah. I probably... No, right. uh, <laughs> Fuck you. No, I, uh, I, I, I... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember that line. Clearly, it's in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, maybe it does make sense. That would be good. That would. Um, that would imply to me that it did not read that book multiple times over the span of 15 to 20 years and never pick up on that before so I would like that (laughs) um it'd be better if I just made a mistake once now
2: (laughs) but does that
1: make sense there's like why are there two no I guess it makes sure yeah yeah, it does explain it because it's because otherwise how would they have gotten the president in there, they, like a guy would have had to come out of. Well, I thought the idea was that the pillar was blocked from view, so they so they could just like pull them inside. Right. Yeah. No, that's but, what
0: I was thinking here too. But it, I guess they could push him in from outside too. Yeah, I mean, that, if it guess, says it in the book, then I guess that's what they were doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not extremely well illustrated in the book, but you know what? It's like okay, that yeah, we've squared it away.
0: Easy to lose yourself in the details, but that's what we have our, our vigilant, uh, our listeners' mm-hmm. emails. They can fill us in.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's <laughs> for. That's what that's right. for. Everything so serves its purpose. Now we can all rest easy at night understanding that section of the book. <laughs> and we appreciate your emails. If you'd like to have an email sent in read right on the show about uh, anything that has to do with Animorphs, email us, gmail.com. Doesn't matter if it's recent or or new, as long as you don't spoil anything. Okay. Yeah, let's get sharing. into today's book. The and we'll get to you, Nick. No name.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Uh, today's book. <laughs> right. Which one was that again? The
1: Hork-Bajir Chronicles.
0: That's that's right, and that's how Hork-Bajir canonically talk.
1: Yeah, that was my version of like, uh, I don't know, it was like an old MS-DOS PC game where the sound card's not that good. (laughs) Welcome to Animorphs. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. It's early. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: was it? Was the last time we recorded too late? Now it's too early. Listen, let's talk about this cover.
1: Okay. How do you feel about this cover? All right, so I don't remember if the uh, Andalite Chronicles also had the Animorphs at the top and kind of a separate banner. I'm not Uh, getting to the illustration yet. We're just talking about the title right now.
0: (laughs) I think it did. Let me pull it up real quick, like here.
1: But I I like it. It's got like a almost like a gold foil. I don't know if it's actually I don't think if it's shiny. I'm just looking at the picture.
0: It did not okay yeah this is this is new
1: it does kind of obstruct the flow I sort of wish it just said the hork Chronicles but I get it mm-hmm. but it's got like some suns in the background or I guess there's stars which are suns uh, well suns they're actually stars. sparkly
0: <laughs> like on the actual book it's oh, like oh like it a, is yeah that's you nice. know what I mean like those are it's like on wrapping paper
1: right it's like foil yeah um so that's pretty. pretty cool. I don't know what the significance of that symbol is. I wonder how they landed on that.
0: Which symbol?
1: The little, like the little stars in the background of the banner, the little suns, whatever those are. In the, the, the animorphs. Yeah, but they—they're not just sparkles. It's like a circle with points around it. At least on Cerepedia, look—that's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, sure. It's just. It's literally just a shiny thing.
1: <laughs> look
0: at, like, look, it's look not at not
1: So you, so you see if it, maybe it's different. Maybe Seropedia is showing me something different. All right, I just sent you a, uh, a. That's gonna take ten minutes to send. I sent you a picture of the cover, so you can see <laughs> what I'm looking. Yeah, at. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I see what you're. Yeah, I see it. Yeah,
1: what? That's like a. It's like a little star or something.
2: It's it's.
0: Why would you, would you expect them to put some kind of, like, sparkle design on it and not have
1: it look like anything? Well, I don't know. It could just be, like, shiny. They didn't have to put little icons. I feel like that's a... I'm do wondering you, if that's, like, oh, those are the stars in the sky. Do you look at your, look like, at. birthday
0: wrapping paper and you see the little, like, the holographic things that flicker out? And you're like, what do these squares represent here? I don't Listen, know what this pattern what? is.
1: 30 like sometimes I in. have birthday
0: cakes on it, but this time it's just little <laughs> shapes. What are they? Are they presents? This
1: far into our show, you're now going to chastise me for overanalyzing <laughs> the cover art.
0: This is we what we've we 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 gotten to the cover art yeah. I just this <laughs> is
2: our fucking bread and butter on this show. Gotten
0: to the cover art?
1: Yes, because I wanted to address the icons on the banner. I think it's relevant information.
0: All right. Well, you think they're icons, and I do not think they're icons. They are.
1: Clearly, <laughs> it's an image. It's a its a thing. It's, it's a picture. It's not just a shape. It's a clear thing. And I'm also curious. I'm going to count how many there are, because I want to know. Jesus Christ. I'm going to say 25... Uh, plus with some some on the edges that you can't see the full one of so that's that's a nice that's a nice number. Good. Now yeah. is the um, Hork-Bajir Chronicles also shiny or just that top part? The Hork-Bajir
0: Chronicles is also shiny and it's got that oh, same yeah. kind of thing going on.
1: I love that. I love that. Also, is this the first time that's that's a new font I think, the Hork-Bajir?
0: Yeah, it is a new font. Uh, it's
1: it looks a little um, Middle Eastern kind of inspired. I'm,
0: yeah, it's it's strange because Hork, like Horkers don't have writing, so you'd think mm-hmm. that if they like made a new font, they do it for some species that that wrote, so that you would think, oh, maybe this is what their written language looks like, huh? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm.
1: I, I don't know. I guess they did have to invent these fonts. Right. Like somebody made that font unless it's a pre-existing one they just used. But like the Animorphs logo font, I'm pretty sure is unique.
0: Yeah, I think it is. But I am not a font expert.
1: Uh, and OK, well, I don't know. what, what do you, So what do you want to say? The art itself, it's it's an Andalite and a bajir staring at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's Aldrea and Dak Hami, but I don't know if that's confirmed.
0: Yeah, that that I think that's pretty confirmed. Um, Which a bit
1: a bit of a twist. I didn't expect that to be a lady andalite on the cover.
0: Ooh, but we'll yeah, get no, into that later. You can you can see she's a little bit less uh, like stocky.
1: It explains why I. I uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll wait until later to say whether or not I wanted to fuck this andalite. <laughs> That's, I don't okay. know I don't know what joke was funnier there if I said if I more or less wanted to fuck it. I don't I think Aldrea's probably oh, yeah, out of
0: age. Um, joke, right. Joke, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to the fucking I mean
2: <laughs>
0: I mean we will That listen, we will get to some fucking in this book. There is some serious sexual energy in this book. But it's I mean <laughs> It is kind of this hork here, like staring straight on, you know, I feel like you are not, what. what's the word for it when you're, it's like straight on and not in profile? You know what I mean? Um, but the, I, the point yeah. is, that is like not how I ever imagined looking at hork right. and it's very strange for that to be like the first Hork-Bajir you ever
1: see. Was this the first illustration of one? No, well, uh, we saw its was foot. Was there? Yeah,
0: there was a foot. So there I can't had think to of be, any other ones.
1: I, maybe not in a book, I guess. But I feel like there must have been promo art, but maybe not. Yeah,
0: I don't you know, know. The same
1: way we found that weird picture of Axe <laughs> from an earlier book. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I and mean, we I mean, we can look. I'm just not aware of any other Horpcure pictures.
1: Yeah, you're. I mean, you're probably right. At least officially, I just wonder if maybe they had internal concepts like they're described so much Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: and I had seen these pictures so that's what I kept picturing but yeah it is sort of that thing of like on the Simpsons or certain cartoons where you never really see them straight on like the Mm -hmm. way they're designed and then when you do you're like what the fuck their nose looks like that (laughs) that's not what they're supposed to look like (laughs) I mean it is like are they supposed to have beaks (laughs) looks like it's got a beak
0: they sure do have like beak ish things, and I think they it's are very bird like described. I, I'm trying to remember if they're described like that or if they just have them. I know when, <laughs> when I drew Horkbert in the style of Scott Adams, <laughs> I did give him a beak. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, It's, it's, it's strange. It's not, honestly, the Hork-Bajir, I don't always have a very clear picture of them in my head. I have, I have a picture for sure, but it sort of shifts Mm -hmm. sometimes because it's like, how many spikes do they have and where exactly are they on their body? I don't know. Um, Okay. We'll talk
0: about that a little more. Now this other picture that's either inside or on the back, depending on which version you have.
1: Okay, boy, we're this really jumping a, ahead. <laughs> go oh, wait, ahead.
0: you you don't want to? Oh no! If you have more to say about because no, I was going to say co- this is a much fuller, like more reasonable picture of a horkerzir. This is like more what you expect them to look like. Yeah, you're so the inside cover, in profile you're seeing the full massive body.
1: Yes, this is quite a large, uh, very. I, I don't know. I think the background is very well done it's it, i guess it's the hork bajir planet mm-hmm. looking orange uh i don't know that i i okay so the hork bajir i gotta be honest with you mm-hmm. i i pictured them in my head you know what i <laughs> you know what i just realized Uh-oh. <laughs> what have you been doing i no. basically i i've had a picture in my head that's sort of like an amalgamation of things. And I just made the connection I realized of <laughs> what I think I've actually been picturing. Uh oh. <laughs> and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna make you laugh.
2: <laughs>
1: I think what I've been more or less picturing in my head is something akin to and this is really for you, Will, and maybe some listeners. The first form of cell from Dragon Ball Z. You <laughs> 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 see we're am I'm, the imperfect I, cell. Yeah, no, I, I see it. I see it. Like that kind of is uh, basically. That's, I was. Pick, I've been picturing not them that much, far off. <laughs> it's not that far off, but I've been picturing them much more. Um, hu- humanoid. Like this picture has their leg shapes and tail mm-hmm. and stuff are much bigger and weirder than I've been picturing.
0: Yeah, yeah, like th- yeah, the tail is is much larger, and they've got that sort of. Uh, what is it? It's not a backwards knee. It's like a raised ankle or something that like a dog would have. Except they also have a regular. Like I don't know. The, yeah, yeah they've, but they've got that that sort of thing going on here.
1: Yeah, I have definitely never, I have all only been picturing, like, humanoid legs that go forward, you know? <laughs> Although, I think if I look in the background at the
0: Hork-Bajir climbing the tree, like, way in the background, I'm not sure oh, they have, look they look like they have more human legs, which, you know, makes yeah. sense because uh, you, would, you would actually expect Hork-Bajir limb morphology to be very similar to humans since they are arboreal. You like right. some of those words I pulled out there
1: yeah and I pretended to understand them <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but yeah I mean like if if you're if you're taking something that's like designed to climb and swing in the trees but then it also is walking on the ground it it should be fairly similar to a human like just because that's what we did
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't yeah I don't this looks much more alien than I was thinking mm-hmm uh, which is cool. I mean, it's an awesome depiction. It looks really cool. Yeah. No, I, I do really love this picture. <laughs> I think I've se- kind of said this before, but it, it, this looks to me like you could pull this book out of a sci-fi old mm-hmm. s- section of a library, like uh, find a 70s sci-fi book, and you would see this kind of image. That's what it evokes to me. Like, It looks very mm-hmm. old school, retro kind of. yeah. Uh, this yeah. book
0: would be even more insane to pull out of a sci-fi thing, because, you know, in the end of, like, Chronicles, you'd be like, oh, and then, of course, they capture some humans, so we get to see the human." In this book, you'd just be like, there's no humans. Like, fuck off. There's a centaur. There's a giant yeah. monster. There's no humans.
1: <laughs> Which I think I like a lot so far. <laughs> I, I, I do really enjoy it. Uh, now, the elephant in the room here we haven't talked about is just how fuckable these (laughs) things are drawn. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, Eldrea is here. She's got this, like, kind of dainty stance to her legs. She's holding her arms up. She's very delicate-like. And and Dak here, he's, like, looking powerful and imposing. He's, like, stretching out his arms. Like, there (laughs) is... And and we haven't even, like, when we get, when we someday, an hour in, get into the first part of this book, there's going to be some sexual energy. Trust me, we're not even close to peak sexual energy yet. This book gets way hornier.
1: <laughs> we haven't even begun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the part of the actual cover that uh, I, I didn't get to, but it's also here. Mm. Just ha- look at. The Horkbajir's fucking neck <laughs> is so oh, yeah. thick and veiny. <laughs> it's got his neck has abs. Do you see that? Yes, I do see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's got neck abs. <laughs> it's got like a twelve pack on his throat. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't know. That's another thing. Their their neck. I did not think they had long necks like that at all. Mm. I don't I can't know. If I just missed how often this. they said it. Yeah. Like, am I just, did I just gloss over these sections and not pay attention or, or yeah, what? I, mean,
0: I don't the know. problem is that I read this so early, like not that many months into my Animorphs fandom. And so I'd seen this art. And so even if I wasn't quite always lining it up with this picture, like in my head, I'm like, I know they have long necks. So like they, if I they mean, ever said it even once I'd be like, "Well, yeah, it says it all the time or whatever."
1: They're in like every book from the beginning, yeah. so it must be like they, it's not like they don't describe them. They do.
0: <laughs> but you're you're imagining them with long heads instead because you're imagining them as self.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know what? I like it better that way, I think. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're very uh they're very intimidating figures. I'm I'm both terrified mm. and aroused by them.
0: <laughs> yeah, in- intimidating. Yes. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty wild. They're wild. They're wild-looking things. And I, like I said, I didn't know this was a female andelite. So I, I also like, I don't know that I would say. I think. Did you use the word dainty?
0: <laughs> I probably did. Her like stance. I think. Yeah. For like, look at how her legs are. Uh, see. Like, she's I not standing, like, it. power stance, right? She's kind of got that bend to her knee. Yeah,
1: that's true, yeah. But, I yeah. mean, she's just so, like, muscular and toned.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, toned, toned is like definitely the word I'm the, going the for. The buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yes, the artist here went out of their way to make sure that like you could see whatever like the detail in the buttocks. Like the artist here was thinking some things. Not me. That's, That's not me putting that on here. I'm I'm normal.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god, I got to cool off for a minute. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know why the cover look. It's very, it grabs your attention right away. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's effective. It's weird. It's you want to know what the fuck these things are. It does look a little bit like it's their mugshot or something. Yeah, <laughs> but I kind of love. I kind of love. I mean, this is not really that, but I, I, I like sometimes when a cover of something isn't necessarily representative of what's in the book or <laughs> uh, like the thing poster, which is not mm. really like he, I'm pretty sure Drew Struzan drew that poster for the movie, the thing without having seen the movie. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> but it's just so fucking cool that you're like, yeah, sure. That's mm. the thing. Um So that like, I don't know. That's kind of fun from that perspective. It's just yeah. like, make a cover. That's awesome. That's all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I do actually think, though, that this doesn't fall into that category because, like, this yeah. this scene at the back is just, like, in the book. And, you know, having them with their mug shots on the front is sort of thematically appropriate as we get later and later into the book.
1: Reminds me, you know what, a little bit, uh, not to, I don't want to date the podcast, so I'm going to be vague, but. Yeah, I'm it's it, a little... honestly,
0: this is a forever alone <laughs> podcast. A little,
1: uh, thanks. Uh, a little uh, reminiscent of a certain other mugshot we've seen recently,
2: <laughs> don't you think? Uh-huh. It's...
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. I should have made that tweet. Mm. Oh well.
0: Oh, you still could. It, yeah, you, but you could make a a, a, a what do you, what do they call them on Blue Sky? Now that I think they call them
1: have... blues skies.
0: Sure. <laughs> you could make a sky.
1: Okay. Uh I was talking about Donald Trump, Leet. by the way. Okay. Uh <laughs> let's uh you ready to get talking about the book? Yeah. I
0: think I am ready to talk about the book here.
1: Uh, okay, good, 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 good. We're right on schedule. Am I now. was there a
0: dedication in this one? No, there wasn't. Or there Holy was shit. This, it's the normal one. Does
1: your does your book show Kay Applegate turning into a lion?
0: <laughs> mm, so I had a little secret. I was gonna I had more to talk about, but I was gonna save it for next episode so we didn't oh, wait for like a full hour. All right. But okay, yes, it let's does. Say, okay, Little let's Teaser, it. it sure does show Kay <laughs> Applicate turning into a lion.
1: Okay. I just just saw <laughs> that sinceropedia. That's we'll save that. We'll save that.
0: <laughs> we'll yeah. That. a Little teaser for the listeners, you thought you'd heard uh, you know, after a half hour we'd be done talking about the cover, but we are not.
1: Yeah, and I'd like just listeners, please write in what you think about those icons on the banner. That's yeah, all.
0: and and please send in your erotic fan
1: fiction. <laughs> oh, please, uh, fan art. Oh my god. Hmm. Jesus.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, all right. Um, Tobias, remember that guy. <laughs> He's not oh, yeah. a, yeah. From the regular story, so we 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 open up in the prologue with Tobias, um, and he is restless one night, so he goes to visit the hork Valley, um, which might be the first time they've like done that, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll think about that. Uh, but he go- when he goes there, it's not just Jarehamee and Kat Halpak. There's over a dozen free hork here now, and he also sees um, I don't know if. Their kawatnaj, I don't remember if we decided that meant kid or sex or what, but, uh, he sees <laughs> the kawatnaj swinging through the trees as well. Um, and so the hork are all sitting around a fire and they are getting ready to tell a story for the night and they invite Tobias to join them. Uh, they're going to, it's the story of the hork war passed down to jera by his father from his grandfather. And, um. And so Jerahmi tells the story, and he tells it in this sort of semi-spiritual way, where um, hearing it kind of puts Tobias into a trance, right? Like as though he were really there, and that's the framing device for this story. This book is the story that Jerahmi tells. Um, so, intro here. There's a lot. There's a
1: lot to discuss already. <laughs> there is a lot. Yes, a hundred percent. There's a lot going on in this book. Hmm. Um. I don't. Do they? I don't think they say Kawatnaj in this book. They do not. I don't think it means kid. I don't know if it means sex. It might mean like just pregnancy or something or the or mm-hmm. birth, act of birth. I don't feel like it means kid, but I could be hmm. wrong. That's my, yeah. That's we. T- I know in the last book yeah. we, we talked about that already, but.
0: <laughs> I believe we will get no further information on the correct translation of Kawatnaj.
1: I'm surprised like not many Hork-Bajir words in part 1 have come up. They don't really like the way they yeah. did in that other book where they were kind of having fun teaching you vocab.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they kind of just translate everything for you in this book so it's all the, the, the what they needed to do is uh is write this entire book like in in Hork-Bajir ease.
1: Yeah. They did need to do that. <laughs>
0: If this were a movie, I would want it all in hork Ease with, like, subtitles.
1: Well, they basically do... We're kind of... Yeah, no, I, I was like, oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Then I looked, oh, no, that's just... I just have so many notes, it's still this same section. <laughs> <laughs> um, They do the thing that, like, the movie Valkyrie does, or uh, Avatar Way of Water also mm. did it, where... They they're speaking a different language, and then gradually the subtitles mm-hmm. they just transition to English, and you just yeah. are like, okay, I just understand what they yeah. say.
0: <laughs> now that for for me, I, I I that was a thing for Avatar: Way of Water specifically, or I was really excited for an entire movie in Navi because it is a <laughs> robust enough language to do that. But I fully understand why uh, they didn't do that.
1: <laughs> well, in the first movie, there's a lot of Navi because yeah. you're not you're not a part of the culture yet.
0: Right. No, it, it, and I get it. I, I just okay. feel like you should, you know, you shouldn't have to have them speak English to be a part of the culture. It, it should be on you to go learn some Navi and then, you know. Right. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so do we think <laughs> yeah. this is the first time, like, since Tobias regularly checking in on this place?
0: it feels the like It feels like he is regularly checking in. And when I read this book as a kid, not having read all the other books, I assumed he had been back here several times. Um, but I don't like, you know. Now that we're going through it, it's like, did we ever see this place in between book thirteen and now? I don't think we did.
1: No, I don't think they they made. I think they made a couple references to it. Yeah, like they talk
0: about it, but
1: but yeah, not not as much as I would have wanted them to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, there are, as you said, a dozen or more free hork now living here. Yes how did they get freed do we have any do they talk about this does this do they go into we, this
0: we will find out okay okay but not yet
1: okay but my assumption is that now that i guess they've been continuing they're like freedom fighters they're trying to sneak them out or something i, I my assumption is not that uh jera hami and ket halpek have just been fucking, and then their babies have been fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I hope. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how Hork-Bajir do it. I don't know, but Adam there are Yves some style. weird
0: things with the timeline of this uh, of this kid, where this kid can't be more than like a year old at this point. But you know, I don't know. It, well, where it feels like Harkbajir grow up a little bit faster. They will say see. that
1: they they specify oh, that they Hork-Bajir do have shorter lifespans than humans, and therefore okay. they like mature faster.
0: Okay, okay. That, I mean, don't that, know
1: how much shorter, but...
0: That all makes sense. Say.
1: Um, B- Baby Hork, kind of like Baby Yoda. Baby
0: Hork is a lot like Baby Yoda. <laughs> I, I wanted... Baby Hork is so much like Baby Yoda, I wanted to save this for later, but I'm just going to say it right now, Baby Hork <laughs> is my favorite character in Animorphs. <laughs> So, a lot like Baby Yoda in that respect.
1: (laughs) Only on this podcast will you hear the phrase, Baby Hork is a lot like Baby Yoda. (laughs) We haven't... Okay, so now, I mean, this is fascinating because we we don't spend any time with Baby Hork in this section, really. No, we
0: don't, but we do actually find out something about Baby Hork, although it's a little bit hidden, which is we find out whether Baby Hork is a boy or a girl here. Uh, they hide it, uh, because when they're describing Baby Hork, they say that Baby Hork has two horns on its head, which means that she's a girl.
1: Oh, do, but they don't say that. We You just know that?
0: No, no, in book in book uh, 13, they oh, ask the okay. difference, and Ket Halpak oh. said... Two horns on the head is is a girl. And if you look back at the cover, you'll see Dak and me has uh, three horns because he's a guy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so they, they sneak that oh. in there for you.
1: That's a good catch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, again, I'm now like horns. Yeah, there's three horns. It's so <laughs> weird seeing them look at you straight on. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not thinking we're not talking about the cover anymore. We're off the cover. Okay. Let me, I'll keep talking. Feel free to stop me whenever you want. Uh, The next thing that I have, it kind of will, is a running theme of this entire first section. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to dwell on it it now. Yeah. um, uh, Tobias remarks (laughs) amusingly to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. that uh, I believe the exact quote is In fact, I'm pretty positive it is that Hork-Bajir are not exactly the geniuses of the galaxy, Mm -hmm. which is amusing to me because if you'll recall, on at least two separate occasions, Cassie has said that horses are not exactly the geniuses of the animal kingdom. (laughs) So the (laughs) (laughs)
0: horse-Bajir.
1: Horse-Bajir. This is a turn of phrase that Kay Applegate likes, which I think is funny. Um. But it, this book has, I until this book, I don't mm-hmm. know that I ever really thought of Hork-Bajir as being dumb,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and this book seems to really want to tell me that Hork-Bajir are dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought like they're not good at speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> but according to this book, they have the minds of four-year-olds.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like the minds of four-year-olds is is not the best way to describe it, although I think the book does explicitly describe it that way. I, I think of them more as like, like if you were to look at like a, a, you know, they're more intelligent than this potentially, but if you were to look at a gorilla and say that like a gorilla has the mind of like a four or five-year-old or something, you'd be like, yeah that might be true for like analytical reasoning skills but like for emotional intelligence they might be like like they're not going to like you know what i mean like th- have a meltdown or be unable to to be a, an individual or whatever or have um, empathy <laughs> yeah and and i feel like that would be a better comparison for hork bajir is that they're they're more they're more l- I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, uh, but like that, like that, that, that level of it, of intelligence isn't there in the same way necessarily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that comes across in the books, but it's just, it's also, we're seeing this from the perspective first of Tobias, who's just like a kid. Mm-hmm. And then from Andalites who <laughs> just Andalites like think
0: are, they're hot shit. Yeah. Kind of obnoxious.
1: So everyone's kind of being condescending to the entire race of Horik Bashir.
0: Yeah, and I do have a little bit more to say about that with respect to Dacami as we go on here. We'll we'll see some of that, but
1: because I okay. think he
0: also has opinions with regards to how dumb his people are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's good. Um, so there, yeah, there's a couple things here as one thing that i you know i'm looking at here in the beginning now i remember in book 11 right we met a thing from the hork world a uh alert attack
1: please and refresh my memory on this <laughs>
0: there was like oh. a, a big monster thing
1: oh viscer three turns Visser, into
0: it yeah viscer three turns into it and it's from the hork world and i believe that was the point or at some point, it might have been then, it might have been some other point, I, I teased to you that in this book, there was <laughs> oh, going to be yes. something called a jubba-jubba. And <laughs> yeah. I remember you were very excited by the jubba-jubba.
1: So <laughs> and I, I was just as excited here when he says, story of jubba-jubba. <laughs> yeah,
0: now I like this because... You know, Tobias is, is not that excited about, you know, what kind of stories Hork-Bajir are going to tell. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's like, oh, boy, this is not. And so they're trying to hype him up on it. And Ket Halpak says, oh, story of Father Deep, story of Mother Sky. And some other Hork goes, story of Jubba Jubba. And Tobias <laughs> is not like you because Tobias was not sold on this.
1: <laughs> how, how amazing is it that Tobias is like, oh, great. This race of aliens that yeah. secretly lives here and has has come from <laughs> other planets and has a story that spans lifetimes. Oh, I guess I got to listen to this shit. <laughs> I could be out in a tree watching squirrels. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you have going on, Tobias, that's so much more entertaining than this? Yeah, right.
0: And, and 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 the Horks respect him. Like there's a thing in this they 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 kind of make a point of it here where the Horkbazure think of him. He's like their George Washington type. They're like, "Oh yeah, Tobias, the hero <laughs> who led us to our valley. We love you, Tobias." Yeah. <laughs> Listen that's true. to the story of Jabba Jabba. I do I do like that that Horkbazure there. That Horkbazure there actually does kind of feel like a little kid cuz like as you may have noticed from the fact that there's not really any Jubba Jubba yet in part one, I don't know that you would really describe this as story of Jubba Jubba. Like, that kind of feels <laughs> like, like, where you'd be like, ooh, what book should I read you tonight? And the kid's like, the one with the Jubba Jubba in it. And the Jubba Jubba's in one chapter, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll read the Jabba Jubba story. <laughs> Jubba like Jabba. The... Jabba. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to watch Empire Strikes Back, story of Wampa. <laughs> oh yeah
0: story of Wampa <laughs>
1: yeah I guess there's a wampa in it yeah, yeah. jumpa jumpa I'll just say is exactly <laughs> like it I mean it's a one-to-one comparison um there's Conan O'Brien uh just I know this from like, one-to-one Sims-
0: comparison with Conan O'Brien
1: just just hear me out. I know okay. this from stories of uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the Simpsons writers' room and stuff from D V D commentaries. Not mm-hmm. firsthand experience, but he, like one of his things is he just loves making up goofy words. Um he has like a if you ever watch old late night episodes, he has a mug that has all these weird little words on them that he made up and one of them is Jub Jub.
2: And mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. in
1: the Simpsons they actually Patty and Selma have a pet lizard named jub-jub because of that so jubba jubba it's just sounds like a <laughs> funny nonsense word that like conan would make up so that's i like it yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a really good name
1: <laughs> jubba jubba
0: and jubba jubba um i don't know if there's, <sighs> there's is there anything else here that we really need to talk about other than we kind jubba, of jubba?
1: covered uh most of my most of my points yeah
0: yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. I j- I did want to <laughs> take what Tobias thinks the Hork-Bajir story might look like, where he thinks it might be yerks come bad, fighting yerks win, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking racist. <laughs> Thanks, Tobias. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that's the thing about racism and bigotry, right? Is that it doesn't stop with just the birds. It, you know, if somebody is a bigot in one respect, they're likely a bigot in more <laughs> yeah. respects too.
1: Well, the hork we as we said, looks pretty bird-like on this cover, so maybe That's Tobias true. just like, they might as well be fucking jays, these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tobias loves right. hork though.
0: Some of his best friends are hork
1: <laughs> that's right so, now let's let's get into this story now which somehow gives us the pov of multiple different characters <laughs> their thoughts that actually
0: is kind of uh explained by the end so don't worry okay. i do i i do love it's one of my favorite things to just go and be like how did they know about the parts they weren't there for because it's so obnoxious and it's always applicable but like here i think it, it does work
1: okay um, all right. Good eventually
0: uh all right so Andalite date, year 8561.2. York date, generation 685 mid-cycle. hork date, early warm. Earth date, 1966. All right.
1: so We could do an entire episode on those four lines. <laughs> I have a lot of notes on them. Okay.
0: <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh we're, we're we're starting off. There's a young Andalite girl. Her name is Aldrea Eskillian Fallon. Uh and she is the daughter of Prince Ciro. Rem- remember Prince Ciro from Ciro's I Kindness do. and Ciropedia? Um mm-hmm. yeah, bad prince. Uh but <clears throat> so she's she's a young she's young at this point and uh who bursts in but Aloran cemeter Chorus, and you remember Aloran, of course.
1: Of course,
0: <laughs> yeah. He bursts in angrily because he, you know, he's he's here to inform Prince Air of what has just happened. Right, the Yurks have betrayed them, and a rebel force of Yurks has killed his warriors and stolen ships, and uh, and they've got he's got holograms to prove it. Um, you know, the, and the Yurks, after stealing the ships, they touched down and they took on board around a quarter million additional yurks and then jumped into Z space. So, so the yurks have betrayed them in there and they've, you know, headed off. So Aloran, uh, relieves of duty for the mental defect of stupidity. And in this, uh, confrontation, he coins the phrase Syrah's kindness. And so the war begins. Um, so I think, Oof. I think immediately we have to stop just like every chapter. We're going to have to stop here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, there was a point, I mean, I still wrote down a lot of notes, but there was a point where I was just in my Kindle highlighting like every paragraph.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that is one thing that I was thinking about when I was, when I decided it was acceptable to break this book into thirds is that I was like, the, the thing of it is I do want to talk about every sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first of all, on a, in a larger sense, my mind is already being blown right now because mm-hmm. i don't know how specific they got into it earlier and how much i just wasn't paying attention to but this is this is one of those things where you know when, when someone goes hey if back to the future came out today marty mcfly would be going back to 2015 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he'd be he'd be listening to emo music or something mm-hmm. um I did not – the fact that this all happened, like, seeing Aloran mm-hmm. with Ciro, I don't know if we – did we know that Aloran knew Ciro personally? I don't think that we did know that. I don't in, recall Yeah, ever hearing that. In my that. head, I I was thinking, like, Ciro's kindness was like, oh, that's from, like, a long time ago. Yeah, I no, we – there's a lot of stuff that gets revealed in this book
0: as being relatively recent. I mean, I, I guess to kids today, it'd be like, no, that was 60 years ago, but no, it's relatively <laughs> recent. Um Yeah. Yeah, and so- cause Alaran's a young guy here. He's not, this is not Prince Alaran, right? This is Alan, he's like a warrior.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Still a dick. <laughs>
0: still a dick. <laughs> Still just as much of a dick. But you do feel more for him here because like you can tell in this scene that he is very much like, it's like, oh, a bunch of my friends are dead because of what you did kind of thing. So you can see more where he's coming from in
1: this particular instance. I guess I still kind of hate him. (laughs) But I get it. (laughs) I actually think it's he's fascinating because I, to me, he is, I mean, he's not, uh, like you said, he's not without, there's, it's not like there's no defending him. He is, he's -hmm. not completely unjustified in his Mm -hmm. words and actions, but I do think he's pretty uh, unabashedly a dick. And the fact that he's, to me, pretty unlikable, but he arguably suffers one of the worst, if not the worst fates of any character in these books. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I like that. It's not just like, Oh, Aloran, the great wise beloved leader, how tragic that he was taken down. Like it's just mm-hmm. this guy who was kind of an asshole, but <laughs> you, you feel for him. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think no, that's cool.
0: like, you know, and, and from this, we do know he's going to go on a trajectory where he gets like it, it, before we even start this book, we know that at some point Aloran is going to become disgraced because of his actions in this book. Like we know that that's the case. So we also know that mm-hmm. like, like he, you know, he's, he has a lot more asshole things to do. Um, But it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like you can sort of, you can sort of see where he's coming from and why he did the things he did, even though like, obviously they're like, evil and he shouldn't be doing them a lot of the time. Or in this case, he's being a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just being a dick. That's all. Yeah. Um, It's, sorry, I hit the table. I don't know if that made a noise. Yeah, uh, also, And also on that subject, for a book called The hork Chronicles, sure are a lot of Andalites and Yerks in it. Mm. <laughs> not what I expected. I really thought we were going to be more pure hork mm. But this book is pretty much from the POV of I would say pri- I would say the primary protagonist of this book so far is an Andalite.
0: That could be
1: true.
0: I I do think that they are whatever. What's the word when there's two of them? I I do think that Dak and Aldrea get sort of equal time on the whole. billing. Um, I, I'm thinking like like what is it? It's, it's like your protagonist right. or something.
1: Gazanite, <laughs> but I just think that it feels to me pretty clear that, uh, Aldrea is the Jake Sully here (laughs) and Dakami is Neytiri. So like, that's the, I feel like that's, even though there's no humans to me, she's the Mm -hmm. self insert character that you're not, not self insert. It's not the right word, but you know what it is. She's the audience surrogate. That's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. I, I, I could see that. I could see saying if you had to pick one, it might be more Aldrea. Um,
1: because we know Andalites I, more than we know hork Yes,
0: so, and and we do open up with her uh with her perspective and like at the end of the day there are going to be Andalites involved in this whole thing. So, you know, that th- this is very much still an Andalite story. Um yeah, but but I I I don't know. Da- we'll we'll see what happens when we get to okay. the end. But 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 like Dakami is is very likable. Um and when we get to Dakamy, we'll 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 talk more about that, I guess. But I I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I get where <laughs> we'll, you're coming okay. from though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We'll see we'll see how it shakes out by the end. Yeah. Um on the topic of
0: Aloran being a dick, one thing that's notable to me here is that um, even before all of this goes down, like before the uh, Yerks attack and when there's no reason to think they're anything but peaceable, there's evidence to suggest that the Andalites are already like extremely racist against the Yerks. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like a, a lot of it. Like, like when you see Aloran coming in being a dick here, it, it doesn't feel like he's like... I was totally on board until it all went south and they, they murdered my guys. And then I was like, oh, well, fuck these guys then. Uh, it feels like he was already like, fuck Yerks. I hate Yerks. These guys are gross. They're stupid. I don't like them. Why are we helping them? And then when they attack, he goes, see, see? Uh, like there's a, there's like a, there's a, there's like a part when they're attack in the hologram, when the Yerks are attacking and one of the Endolite warriors that they, they shred is, is all like, oh, hey, make sure not to fire on those guns. Don't you know that those parasites are our brothers? Our orders are not to shoot them. You know, all sarcastic, like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like they do it. fucking, they're fucking, they're fucking cops. That's what they
1: are. Yeah. I mean, Yerks are disgusting little pieces of shit so i get it (laughs) i don't blame him too much but yeah Yeah. there's clearly there's clearly racism there and i
0: think aloran also says to sierra like i warned you this would happen so right it it does feel a little bit like anyway like maybe if they had been a little less racist then maybe the (laughs) yerks wouldn't have you know what i mean maybe if they'd been a little less oppressive
1: Maybe can we? I I need to clear up a little bit exactly what the scenario is here and what Zero's role in all this is. Yeah, it it's like this is a they have a base here basically that Ciro was like, yeah, hey, we, there's
0: Yurks. We should mention We're, this whole scene happens on the Yurk home world because
1: I don't yeah. think I said that. Yeah. Yeah, they're so they have their like outpost there and yeah. It's like they're the Andalites diverted resources to because Zero Prince Zero says, "Hey, our new mission is to help these Yurks." Like this is just this is what they're doing like they're mm-hmm. I don't know, like like the US military ostensibly <laughs> like helping a poor country or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're just helping it's a developing nation and we want to, you know, <laughs> Yeah, they just want to help make sure that their economy but, develops the right way. <laughs> yeah, and government. that the leaders and their government happens to be the right government.
1: <laughs> right. You don't want to make any mistakes. Right. Prime directive shit. Um, so okay, I, I need to first of all, I did I did clap when he said zero's kindness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was I, I was like yeah, he said it yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's good. I need to reestablish here exactly what Ciro's kindness was. My I'm a little fuzzy on this. I thought that he the kindness was giving the Yurks access to technology or space mm-hmm. travel specifically. But it yeah, doesn't I'm... he doesn't he doesn't give that to them. They steal it.
0: Yeah, in this one, he gives them, like, mathematics and computers and technology, but he doesn't give them space flight or weapons. They steal the weapons and then steal the spaceships.
1: Yeah, so is that a retcon, or do I just not remember?
0: I yeah, I don't remember what they specifically said that he gave them. I, we could check what what they specifically said. Um, but he does give them, like the knowledge of this technology and the knowledge of how to use it and what it is and how to operate it and how to do their own stuff. Like he gives them science and mathematics and all that.
1: Okay. So I guess if you were summing it up, yada, 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 you could shorthand that he essentially gave them the tools to travel Mm -hmm. the universe. But, but it's, it feels like that didn't happen. And well, I guess it happens right here. It's when they, this is post shooting.
0: And some of this could be, could be like propaganda retcon too, where, where, Mm. you know, if, if you're all like, okay, so we, we gave them some stuff, but then we said, all right, that's enough for you. You don't get to try Like you have to stay on your own planet. Fuck you. Uh, We'll give you a little bit so that we seem nice because the electorate likes it when we're nice, but stick to your own spaces here. And then they say, what are you talking about? No, I want to go out there. So they steal a ship uh, and and now they're going around doing stuff. Then you turn around to the electorate and say, "See, we gave them everything they wanted. We gave them space <laughs> flight. We gave... Them- and what did they do? They turned around and conquered with
1: it." Yep. If you give a Yurk a Ged, <laughs> he'll he'll ask for a, a computer.
0: <laughs> he'll ask for an Angakik, and if you give him that, he'll probably want a Hodjebron.
1: Angakik. <laughs> I, I thought I was saying Angachik. Could be chick. I don't think there's so- an
0: official pronunciation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we'll get. We haven't gotten to them yet. Um, or maybe we did, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. What else?
0: Yeah, um, we to- get a little bit of Yerk propaganda here too. Uh, because Ciro justifies himself by saying, they have no history of harming intelligent life forms. The Geds are barely conscious in their natural state. It's not as if they're stealing the bodies of truly sentient creatures. They and the Geds are symbiotic. Right so he's bought into this line too. Right. So there's yeah. a little you can sort of see a little bit of both here I think.
1: Um, well I don't know if we're supposed to I guess it is propaganda but I'm like are we supposed to believe this to some extent that maybe for with the geds it is symbiotic cuz geds are so like dumb anyway.
0: <laughs> I will say even as a kid I never believed that. I like I never <laughs> thought that what they were doing with the geds was okay.
1: Wow, I thought you were the Yurk sympathizer over there. Shots. I know,
0: I know. Well, I'm an Aftran sympathizer, right? I'm I'm with <laughs> Aftran over here.
1: I have to say, if there's anything I could potentially buy, mm-hmm. I I could see an argument. I don't know if it's been made or not, but I could see an argument of like, yeah, like Yurks and Geds, they're both from the same planet, I don't know, Yerk's evolved th- to do this thing and Geds evolved to do this thing. Maybe they kinda work together if you had just left him alone. Mm-hmm. I do um, have a
0: little bit of a I, I feel what you're saying there for sure. Um I have a little we more to get say about GED that more than a Ged bit more than a little bit more than a little
1: bit more than a little Ged, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> I skipped over talking about these time frames.
1: Yes, please. Um,
0: because when we go to the next section here, we're going to get an update on the time frames. Yeah. And um, what we discover, if we just look at how long they all are, is that andelite years and Yerk generations are basically the same length as an Earth year because they all increment forward by two when we do our two year time skip um right so that's helpful to know that the andalite year system started 8,500 years ago so that so i think we were asking earlier how old is andalite civilization how much of a head start do they have on us
1: yeah that's Um, a pretty concrete answer
0: yeah i I, now that i'm thinking about it's not though because that's actually (laughs) like if you were to date from like the very dawn of like the the very beginnings of human civilization, right? Like, I want to go to, like, Ur, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, the first Mm. city, or, like, you know, ancient Sumeria. You're right, exactly. You know, (laughs) we wouldn't be that far off from a year 8500. Yeah. Right? Probably. Uh, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) uh, So, like, I don't... We just reset our system arbitrarily, you know, because of Jesus.
1: It's not. That's not arbitrary. That's right. The most but, significant but like, cultural but relative
0: events. to like the progression of human society, I I don't really know sure. exactly. Uh, like in technological progress, it's it doesn't it doesn't correlate to that. So I don't know if their year system. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that now anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, what, there's a dot Z. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's dot <laughs> two. Your whoever oh. did your thing fucked it up. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. I thought it was like a Z space thing.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's point 0.2 because Andalites are weird. They use point 0.2 instead of months, I guess.
1: Whatever. But yeah, now whatever. the Yerkes are even less specific because they measure in generations. Like what is that? Yes.
0: Yeah. Now is the that... generation, Oh no, the generation, I'm sorry. The generation actually only incremented by one. So Yerks, the gener Yerk generation is like every two years. Okay. Even less because it went from mid-cycle to early cycle, so maybe more like every three years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would think. A, I mean, your lifespans—I don't know. I'd think a generation is longer, but I don't. know. Yeah,
0: I mean that—that that is kind of odd. Like, is—is—is is, is there just like? like a breeding event that happens every couple of years. So like if, if, when Yerks have kids, it it only happens at these specific times or something. And so like every three years we get a new quote generation, unquote, even though they live much longer, Mm -hmm. maybe.
1: But we're also like, we're using that word generation from a human perspective. Right. It mean something completely different.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to piece together is what do they mean when they say that? And I don't, I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs>
2: hard Cause, to cause
0: say. Because clearly, clearly, we're going to find out, like, uh, Yurks in 1966 are still alive and kicking, doing fine in 1998,
1: so... It's kind of like when you got to see uh young Gru <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the 60s. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, yeah. I love... Yeah, mm-hmm. And
1: they were. Yeah, mm. <laughs> this book's a little bit like <laughs> young Gru. There's a lot like Yunguru. And then the Hork-Bajir, of course, their date, yeah. <laughs> early, well, warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's
0: just a seasonal, like their date effectively is fall, spring.
1: They, so they don't have a record of history, it seems. They don't keep track of how long their species has been alive.
0: No, they have like stories and songs, but they don't. they don't have dates on any of them.
1: Again, this feels this like they feels do have a
0: history. It's just like a very, I, yeah. yeah. There's there's something to be said there for that, right? Like like you could easily easily make a claim that this book plays heavily into like a noble savage stereotype, right?
1: Yeah, I mean That's they were like, already playing with that in the in that book. Yeah, the earlier yeah.
0: Book. It it gets uh heavier into that here for sure. It's just um, so
1: funny seeing the, the right next yeah. to this complicated dates with big numbers. Early warm. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> Captain's log,
0: log, date three, five, seven point whatever. <laughs> Caveman's log, oog. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Basically what yeah. it says. Anyway, yeah, we, we skip forward. Andalite year 8563.5. Yerk date, Generation 686, Early Cycle, hork date, Late Cool, and Earth date, 1968. So we're two years later now. Um, mm. Ciro's family is, with Aldrea included, they're getting sent out to some backwoods primitive planet where, you know, he can't do any harm, right? Because he's been disgraced. Um, the planet is called Sector 5 RG21578-4. Uh, and the geology of this planet pretty important. So I'm going to describe it here briefly uh, so the planet has a barren rocky surface with basically no atmosphere on it but around the equator there is a series of deep rift valleys um it looks as though it has been squashed uh and like burst open at the center which is what happened it got hit by an asteroid at the pole and like boom out out go the sides you get it um the rift valleys are like, as deep as, like, maybe 50 miles or so, and they have atmosphere in them. They're the only part of the planet that has any kind of real atmosphere that can sustain life. Uh, the rest of it's very thin. Um, and the deepest parts of these valleys are covered with a deep blue glowing mist that the Andalite sensors can't see through. Um, so they, the Andalites, they go to land in these valleys. They go about 30 miles in, and they are... Deep into this, this valley, and uh, they are in an enormous forest. In these valleys, there are these forests made up of huge trees, uh, the largest trees discovered on any planet. Um, they range anywhere from 200 to 2,000 feet tall with trunks 100 feet in diameter. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, don't you pause again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> big trees,
0: big trees, Aldrea's family, and big trees.
1: God, I, I imagine smoking one of those bad boys.
0: Hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Getting, yeah, I'm not a degenerate, lit. so I don't. I know, but I imagine just like, holy shit! The you fucking... get like munchies
0: for a ripe uka melon, maybe.
1: <laughs> Where I I do want to talk about the uka melon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: talk about the uka melon
1: is that in this part <laughs>
0: yeah the, when when is describing the planet, she says it looks like it had been squashed like a ripe uka melon
1: <laughs> that's just the that's just the pinnacle of <laughs> Dumb sci-fi. You could just call it a melon. You didn't need to tell us it's an Uka melon. <laughs> Uka
0: does not sound like an Andalite word either. It's Uka melon sounds like it. It's a Horgizier
1: word. Yes, the it Uka does. melon
0: grows from the fit fit.
1: Uka melon grows from the fit fit tree. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uka Counting melon yum, yum. Can <laughs> see. Oh, that's good. Anyway, I don't know. this section, I feel like, is where we start to actually get a little more insight into who Aldrea is.
0: Yes. Yeah, Because she was section, just kind of
1: watching. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, why are we... Like, why is it Ciro's daughter? Why is this mm. our way in? Yeah. And also, we've, we've commented before about how there's been, like, no female Andalites depicted. <laughs> so this is our... Yeah, we're right in it now.
0: Yeah, and and uh, apparently one of the reasons she wrote this is because a lot of fans had written to her and said, where are all the female Andalites? <laughs> That's funny. She was like, all right, I'll write a good one for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and we kind of, we learn a little bit more about the Andalite gender norms. Mm-hmm, yes. It, it, which are very interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're- <laughs> and very different from yeah. ours.
0: They are very different, but they're also very, like, strict. Andalites are extremely like conservative mm. and traditional.
1: Well, so uh, according to this, in Andalite society, females mm-hmm. have two paths basically. Yes. Either they're super smart scientists or they're mm-hmm. creative artists. Yeah, the sciences
0: and the arts are the realm of, of females. Which is they're interesting not-
1: because in most, like, in our culture you wouldn't usually, associate, those are like opposites.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah.
1: not really, but they're you're usually depicted like, oh, you're either you're an artsy type or you're a book type.
0: Yeah, no, and, and it I I do like that um because I I don't think that that's a great uh dichotomy, right? Like I think it is there's a lot of creativity to be had within the sciences and there's a lot of Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I I like that there's there's some thought here that the Andalite scientists are maybe a little bit more I don't know, in tune with their artistic side or whatever, or in tune yeah, well, with nature. Cause they, they do describe some of the arts that they describe are yes. grasscape designers and cloud artists.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what do we think a cloud artist is? Hmm.
0: I was thinking like a painter, but they use clouds.
1: That's what I, they're, do they? Yeah. They, they either make art with clouds or they make art of clouds Mm. Or something. I don't know yeah. exactly maybe what it's, that is.
0: Maybe it's like a grasscape designer. Maybe it's literally just like a, you know, if you imagine like a, a feng shui uh, landscaper or something, but they also do it with the sky.
1: Yeah, it's got to be like they design, but they, they can't, they're not manipulating actual clouds, are they? Sure, why not? I guess, but like. I mean, we then do then like what?
0: chemtrails and shit
1: but then they stay where they left Sure. Them? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Or maybe uh or maybe like they 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 set them up so they're going to move in a certain way or something, I don't know. Cuz they understand yeah. them. Yeah. Listen, I'm not as a as a male, right? I was born to be a warrior.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: you know, because of my larger tail blade. You know, I <laughs> I don't know anything about this cloud
1: do you know who my favorite cloud artist is? Mhm. Um, enlighten me. Um, I do I know, know who it
0: is. I'm I don't Taylor actually Smith. know the name of this person, but
1: I was just thinking of artists that I listen to via the cloud.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to try to make some kind of like Final Fantasy joke about Cloud.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, that hadn't occurred to me. But
0: I, I didn't remember who. Uh... Yes,
1: it's Yoko Takahora. Sorry, it's probably racist. <laughs> I just made up a Japanese name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who did the art. For Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. I'm <laughs> ah, fucking canceled again. God damn it.
0: Shit yeah I, I disavow everything that my co-host has said i'll be moving forward without him from now on i apologize i hope you can forgive
1: me no boo no boo is my favorite cloud artist that one's mm. real that's that's the composer mm. okay. Okay. anyway
0: anyway uh we also find out that like um morphing is extremely recent here um yeah like like they they I don't remember if we say until later that Aldrea can morph. Um, but it's it's like a thing at this point where like most Andalites can't morph. It's not generally considered or like understood yet whether or not it's even safe. Um, like this is brand new cutting edge technology. Which is also kind of like, I, I do think as a kid looking at this and saying like, wait a second, Andalites have only been able to morph since the 60s? Like, my parents were alive before Andalites could morph?
1: That's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, that's brand new.
1: Yeah, which does also kind of go some way to explaining why they don't use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess. Nah, that's better explained other ways, honestly. <laughs> so never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it, it probably ties into it. I I could see that tying in. Yeah,
1: it. but it's not like, oh, tanks were invented in what, the... 40s 50s like
0: earlier than that but yeah uh,
1: yeah or or whenever they were i guess 40s they were kind of was the first like
0: yeah i don't know if you know this but in in world war ii tanks were pretty important
1: right oh yeah i saw that movie 1917 (laughs) so i do know they're around in 1917
0: (laughs) anyway yeah they are they are relatively recent like they are a 20th century thing
1: what were? What are? Tanks. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So. Yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I thought I wouldn't give it to you, but then I decided to do it. Okay. Any um, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Besides how stupid I am. <laughs> Mor- morphing being recent. Yeah, that's that's something. That's something.
0: Yeah, I I just <laughs> think that that's uh interesting. You know how that is. Yeah, we
1: it's very, very new.
0: Yeah. Um this uh we we get a lot more on Aldrea's family here. Like we get a little bit of background on all of them here. Um you know there's there's uh we get to see a little bit more of Ciro here. Um we get to see how he's just like Kind of totally beaten, like beaten down, right? Like he's, he's getting sent on these worthless missions and he's like, okay, he's, he's the, he's the okay face and the like, honey, time for (laughs) time to go out to a worthless planet. Um, You know, and so we get to see a little bit of that. Uh, And I actually think that now I'll get to that in a second. Um, We get to, (laughs) to meet Aldrea's mother, who is an exobiologist. Uh, and she right. is loving it out here. She loves these trees. She's super excited to be here. We also meet her brother, Barafin who, um, <laughs> who you know, he's sad to be leaving home. And he's mopey because all his friends are 200 light years away. And uh, I think we'll find out later that he mostly just spends this book sitting in his room playing like Call of Duty.
1: <laughs> Barafin um, is me.
0: <laughs> Barafin kind of reminds me of uh, Loak in a way. You know? Sure. Because- you know what i mean
1: yeah you go right yeah I mean. sure I, yeah Yeah, Barifin is is putting his hoof in mountain dew yeah <laughs> Berifin is just he he was
0: he needed he needed his friends back home he's taking it yeah. hard
1: yeah he's he's funny but aldrea it doesn't sound like Berifin gets made fun of or at least aldrea says mostly her friends make fun of her, but maybe he is due too. I don't know. She
0: she says somewhere in there that she gets made... I think she says she gets made fun of more, but she says it hurts him more. Like, Uh, I think he was like a real social butterfly type, and she's more mm. the respected loner, maybe. So, like, when his friends started making fun of him, it was like, he didn't know what to do. That's why he sits in his room, drinks Mountain Dew.
1: Yeah, they call call her Doritos. They call her Ciro's unkindness. Yeah, uh, that's Ciro, a vicious Ciro's,
0: insult for an Andal- Andalite.
1: Ceros should have worn a condom.
0: <laughs> yeah, Andalites just don't know how to be cruel the way that human children can be. <laughs> they wouldn't if, if Beriffin went and played human Call of Duty. He wouldn't last two seconds in that chat room.
1: That is that is true. That is true. <laughs> be destroyed by the Andalite slurs have nothing on us. <laughs> Uh, yeah there's a there's a part here when she uh makes the walls show the windows clear and she says transparent to the computer Mm -hmm. that was just that reminded me of what i say to my amazon echo when i want to watch a jeffrey tambor show that's kind of funny (laughs) yeah i say transparent
0: right you know, that's pretty funny. Aldrea uh, also has a Packa doll. She does? Yeah, she talks about her possession. She has a hollow of her scoop back home. She's got, or maybe they, they might actually say hologram. I might have just written that bad. Uh, but she's got like a hologram of her home scoop. She's got a Packa doll. And they don't tell you what a Packa doll is, but she, she has it. And she has Berafin's wish flower too. So you get another reference to wish flowers.
1: Oh yeah, which was the flower they wished on when they wanted to have him? Is what yeah. they say.
0: Yeah, so when she was she was doing her her ritual at the wish flower for the uh, for Barifin's birth, so she kept the wish flower because she loves her brother.
1: That's cute, but it was also I thought was kind of weird, but interesting how she says we. She doesn't say my parents were hoping to have him. Like the whole family mm. is having him.
0: I mean, Elfangor had to do wish flower rituals on the dome ship for Axe, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a whole family thing, yeah. They're herd animals, you know.
1: I haven't even moved past, like, the first page of this section. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But I just have to say, also, she does say that studies have shown females are superior at morphing, so... Another like, oh, maybe that's part of why Cassie's so good at morphing. Like for some mm. reason, even though Rachel's not that good at it, <laughs> yeah,
0: Rachel's too masculine. She's too right. aggressive and violent. Not right. a creative type. She's not in touch with her feelings.
1: Is that yeah. Sexist? No, no, <laughs> Seems it was like fine. It. Okay. No, it was it was completely fine. Um, Sector Five RG Two One Five Seven Eight Four. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a good way to catalog VHS tapes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Andalites. I, I feel like Andalites could be pretty good buffs, honestly, with their like yeah. in-depth uh, labeling systems.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Although they then later, they confirm that they name planets after the main species on it. Yes, they do confirm that they just call it the whatever World. But we still, because I still would prefer it if Andalite planet was just called Andalite. I don't like calling it the Andalite homeworld. That's too clunky.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but does I, it, I feel that. Or Andal? Mean,
1: sure, something like that. Does, mm-hmm. So, do they call Earth human?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because like Axe calls it Earth because everybody calls it Earth, but Axe is pretty like in the culture. I could easily see like. Some, you know, like, oh, and then the war's over and Axe goes home, and now all the Andalites, you know, they know humans call it Earth, but they all call it the human homeworld or whatever. I could see that.
1: Okay, sure. I'll, uh, they I'll, do, I'll accept it.
0: They, they do actually point out RG here stands for red giant. Um,
2: mm, yeah.
0: Now, I don't know. I don't know scientifically if that definitely means that the sun is red and the sky is red. The sky is probably not have to be red because it's a red giant. That doesn't quite make sense to me, but maybe it is. Uh, People who actually finished their physics degree can uh, pop into the uh, email and tell me that. Uh, But I think you are supposed to imagine it that way, right? It's a red sun, so it's a red or orange sky or something.
1: Yeah, that, that that's would be confirmed by that inside cover art.
0: Yeah. Just good for, for having the visuals.
1: Good for having the visuals. hmm Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And then, I mean, we're yeah, going to get I mean, into I'll, these hork here. Yeah.
0: I do want to point out this planet here. Like, on this, the, I the geology of this planet is super cool to me. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever seen another planet laid out this way in sci-fi. Right? Like they do a ton a ton of like crazy worlds, right? Like you you do see that Star Wars thing all the time of this is an ocean world, this is a desert world or whatever. And and you'll see worlds that have like weird shit. I mean, it Hitchhikers at that planet factory had like the weirdest fucking planets. Um <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this before where you, you see, I don't, it's, and and it's cool that it has some kind of pseudoscientific explanation behind it too. I don't know how well this actually would work as an idea, but you know, the, the meteor (laughs) hit and it caused these rifts to form. And so only deep in the rift Valley can life exist. It's cool.
1: Yes, it is quite novel to the to the point where it took me a while to really wrap my head around what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's 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 different the giant yeah. trees that are just yeah. huge <laughs>
0: it's neat and it's pretty it'll become relevant later as we get later into the book too
1: yeah because right now it's sort of like this background detail about the mm-hmm. environment that you're not it's not quite clear if that's important or not. Mm-hmm. But, or if it's just, yeah. if we're just like, yeah, there's a, it's, it's like if you were introducing Earth and you're like, yeah, and there's also the Marianas Trench.
2: <laughs> and you're yeah. like,
1: okay, like, yeah. yeah, I know it's there, but like, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: But to be fair, to be fair, all of this happens in the valleys. So.
1: Yeah. Like, we, and I guess- we
0: never leave the valleys here. Right. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we, uh we get introduced. Let's talk about these hark where We're. What, like an hour and a half into the podcast is finally <laughs> touchdown on the Hork-Bajir
1: homeworld. You know, of the Chronicles, the titular Hork-Bajir. We're three chapters in. <laughs> it's going to
0: it's gonna speed up. It's going to speed up. We'll get there. Okay. So, we get introduced to Dak Hemi. Uh, he is a Hork-Bajir. We better make this is...
1: four parts. <laughs> no, go on. He is
0: different. You see, Dak and me is a seer. Uh, so Dak is super smart even by, like, human standards instead of dumb like most Hort-Bajir are because he is a seer. Um, the elders at the tribe tree, uh, Mab-Kahet, Ponto fala and the old one Tila-Fashet, I guess, uh, they have said that Father Deep and Mother Sky send the people a seer when there is need. Um, but Dak does not yet know why he is the seer. Um, we also meet uh, Jagal Hulan, Hulan, Dax's friend, Hulan. Mm. I don't, I don't like that. That sounds too normal. <laughs> uh, and one day, one day, Dax sees an egg with branches come down from Mother Sky, uh, and he sees it must be a sign from Mother Sky because it, this thing is different, and he is different. So he goes to it, um, and uh, and there's a little bit of back and forth, but he eventually he goes up to it with Jagal. Uh, I love Jaggle. and he meets Aldrea. And, <laughs> he meets Aldrea and her family, um, because this is her spaceship touching down, and um, you know, so he, he he's. This is this is clearly what he's here for, right? He must show his people the way. Um, so after they speak enough to get the universal translator working, he has a conversation with Aldrea, and she tells him a bunch of stuff, like she tells him that oh, Mother Sky's flowers, well, they're actually other suns with other planets, and she comes from there, and this totally blows Dax's mind, right? He's, like, freaking out, and he's like, I need to learn everything I can from her. So, here's here's Dax. Here's Dax! Here's Dax. <laughs> Dax might be my second favorite Animorphs character. <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> I love Dax. Okay, um... <laughs> Yeah, me he, he literally, pretty much literally says, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Which, yes, he does. The,
1: there's another line earlier that's very similar that said, I forget, I think it was maybe um, Jera said that about Dak or something. There's like two parts mm. where, where they, they have this very much strong, I'm not like other girls energy. <laughs> mm.
0: He's different. Yeah. That's the phrase. Dak is different.
1: I would... The way I would characterize it is that dak is rectangular. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I think you're right.
1: He, he fills th- no hole. He
0: feels no hole. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Everyone, everyone <laughs> listening knows exactly what I mean when I say yeah,
0: that. Yeah, not one person in this world is unaware of... <laughs> of his rectangularity, <laughs> um, this part here, this whole section, and I really like this. It switches from like this Andalite perspective to this hork perspective, and even though Dak is a seer, he just like he doesn't have the context to do, you know, like he he's living in a hork society, so he's got that as his basis. So the language of this chapter simplifies down to an extreme extent. Like it's very like short, simple, repetitive sentences, like a bajir would say. Um Right. Like like and and in the intro where he's describing like the tribe tree, like his mother goes there's the I love they, I love the repetition of the phrase, he is different, where where he, he's like, my mother went to them and said, my son is different. And the elder said, yes, he is different. He is a seer. And his mother said, yes, he is different. <laughs>
1: it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I also <laughs> like when he draws a picture of Jaggle and he's like, that's you. And he's like, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry's like, what are you talking about, man? He just made some mark. Like, what are you talking What the
0: yeah. fuck? Jaggle is great. I, I think Jaggle is Dak's bro. I think they're best friends and I think they love each other and I think they hang out all the time. And I want stories of Jaggle <laughs> and Dak's exploits before this thing begins.
2: I'm
0: like as, as a kid, that here. was very much I was just like, yeah, Jaggle and Dak, they're bros forever, man. That's why they
1: went over here together. That is I could that is so funny to go imagine you as a kid <laughs> really latching on to Dak yeah, and Jaggle. <laughs> Dak and Jaggle. They're like Juan and Terry. I damn it i was gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) stole it from me Mm. um no okay so aldrea met meets dak here yeah yes yeah and this was my my first note after they met was are aldrea and dak going to fuck
0: (laughs) you'll just have to read the story to find out (laughs)
1: I mean, it is like, immediately, there's mm. c- clearly something going yeah. on here.
0: Yeah, no, I, he says, he describes her almost immediately as a delicate stranger. It's
1: just a little... <laughs> and then, of course, my next question is, because this is not our first interspecies relationship, this is not too different from Elfangor and Lauren.
0: Right, we've already seen aliens fuck each other, so...
1: But we haven't seen... It unmorphed aliens fuck each other. Mm. So that's my question right now, which I don't want or expect you to answer is if they're going to fuck, is she going to fuck him as a Hork Bajir or not?
0: You just have to read the book to find <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: uh, I will say, I like that they both have special trees, by the way, Andalites and Hork Bajirs. So that's nice. They're, they're both tree centric cultures. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> They've got extent.
1: the
0: garibas whereas <laughs> <Again>, purpigeer have <laughs> yeah have all Sif their trees other trees and
1: whatever else um again relating back to andale chronicles i i like that so far this book this is a much more measured introduction andale chronicles is like spaceships and fight mm-hmm. scenes and new alien races like every 3 pages and just crazy fucking action happening all the time and this book this part is i don't even know if there's any is there an action scene in this book really it's it feels like a lot of nice calm
0: there are action scenes in this book but like not very much until we get toward the climax of the book
1: yeah yeah like like, yeah
0: it's it's very you are right like the intro is very peaceful here it's nice yeah, there, there's, I mean, I, it's a note that I have a little bit later on, but, like, God, everything about this book, just, I immediately come back to James Cameron's Avatar. But, like, this this very much is a lot more like that, where it's like, listen, we gotta have all the montages of of, of Jake meeting Natiti and learning about Nuffy culture and doing Next all this other stuff. Yeah, no, I, I pronounce my Nuffy you properly. You fucking dork. <laughs> and uh, we gotta have all that before... You know, when before the sky people come in and blow up the spirit tree, and and Awa has heard you and all that stuff. You know that that's for the end.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you go out for Mexican food and you're like, I'd like the huevos ranchos? You know, no, like,
0: because I don't respect. Okay. Real. I don't respect real cultures. Only Ooh. alien cultures. Okay.
1: It was real. That was. I was a little dicey. I did yeah. not know where that sentence was headed. I was scared for yeah. you.
0: <laughs> don't worry. I, I I tiptoe the line.
1: You sure do. That's what we do here. Um. Right. Anyway. Yes. It's very Avatar. Well. Yeah. We'll we'll yeah. come back to that. I'm sure. Hmm. Um. Is it just me, or is Mother Sky kind of a milf?
0: I don't know. Is it just you? <laughs> I mean, how about this? Justify your statement.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, then, okay. How about this? Is Father Deep kind of a daddy?
1: <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah. I, thought I was just gonna say dilf. mm Yeah. I thought father. I think Father Deep might be a zaddy.
0: Oh, Daddy Deep,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mommy Sky, and Daddy Deep. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Now and now, I also think that uh, at this point, Dak is really—he's kind of going through what the animorphs go through in book one. He's yeah, discovering there's an entire world beyond what he knows.
0: Yeah, although his is not coming with the immediate trauma of Aldrea being eaten by a giant monster.
2: <laughs>
1: that's that's correct, and we're going to see that paralleled soon. I won't, so we'll get mm-hmm. to that. But uh, I do think that the, the, if you told Dak tail feathers grow back, his mind would be mm-hmm. blown.
0: It's possible. Yeah,
1: I think he would love that. I think I that think he like, would. Yeah. I think he would think about that for months.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jarrah probably thinks about that because he knows Tobias.
1: <laughs> Tail feathers grow back. Yeah. Ah.
0: And Jaggle would probably be even more. I, I like when they're describing uh, like, oh, well, the the Mother's Sky's flowers, they look small because they're far away. And Dax's like, oh, shit, that's actually, yeah, because things do look smaller when they're far away. So they could be suns. And Jaggle responds, far is far. He's like alarmed. (laughs) (laughs) It's great.
1: Uh, Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was saying it. Like I I almost read it as him being like, like that's crazy talk. Like, listen, far is far. Okay. There's no more, (laughs) you don't need to, we don't need to go deeper than that. Far is far. That
0: could be. Yeah. No, Jaggle. I don't think Jaggle really grasps this concept.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But all that stuff is fun. (laughs) I like, yeah. no. I like him having his mind blown.
0: <laughs> it's good. It, it is
1: quite good. You do have to
0: feel kind of sorry for Dak, right? Like, they do make it clear right here that he probably does feel extremely alone, right? Like, even with yeah. his buddy Jaggle, it's just like, yeah, he that nobody really gets him.
1: He's wobbly-headed Bob. Hmm.
0: He's rectangular. But it makes That's sense a, that he yeah. kind of gets obsessed with Aldrea right off the bat. Because it's like, oh shit, someone I can talk to? Like, yeah. Like when I'm like, how high is the sky? She'll be like, <laughs> oh yeah, interesting question. I can answer that as opposed to, sky is high. <laughs> Mother sky, very high.
1: <laughs> but this is like, it's still kind of like if, if I were the only, if I were me and I lived on a planet of people who were just like eight year olds. Mm-hmm. and then I met uh, a really smart person <laughs> I'd still be a lot dumber than them <laughs> mm. well, I'd but, just be but like... he can learn
0: like they I, mm. I do think they make a point here of being like Dak is legitimately just smarter than any human and and he and so he didn't like when Aldrea teaches him this shit he just eats it all he's just like oh yeah no no, no that's true that's true that's true uh, in a way that a human might not be able to grasp
1: yeah, that's fair. They don't exactly have an education system. Here.
0: Yeah. Well, they kind of do. We'll see, but not, oh, that's, not yeah, like that's a true. human one. Yeah. Right. They kind of do.
1: Okay. I feel like All it's right. York time.
0: It is York time. We're gonna meet Esplin Nine Four Double Six. Uh, I say meet here, um, but we already know who Esplin Nine Four Double Six is. Uh,
1: yes. Now I'm not gonna York. lie, I. <laughs> didn't remember that name. <laughs>
0: okay, I was I was actually I, I was pausing to see if you were like, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs>
1: no, I No, no. I did figure it out mostly from the fact that he he's mentions being a twin.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I was,
1: was 50/50. I I was I thought this might be Visser 1. Hmm.
0: Yeah. No, we know that Esplan 9466 is Visor Three or his twin, but since he's the primary and not the lesser, he's Visor. This is Visor Three.
1: Yes, it is not. It's not like I, I don't know if it's supposed to be. Like, did she assume kids reading this would remember that name, or, or I guess you kind of? I'm sure later it'll become very explicit, but at this point, I don't know if it's supposed to be a little bit like, oh. Uh, who is it i don't know
0: Yeah, it's hard to say i'm i'm like positive when i read this book i knew who this was and i don't know if it was because i already knew the name from the other books or if it was because the marketing was just like baby viscer threes mm. in this book i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah maybe this uh, is the inside cover <laughs> uh
0: or something. yeah hard to hard to say but yeah we we, we were running into v- baby viscer three he is about to do his first practice infestation. He's never been outside his body before, and he's he's on board one of the stolen Andalite ships. Um, so he gets into this ged, uh, and he fucking loves it. He feels like he's like a super being. Um, but then his 15 minutes in the ged is up, and he has to go back to the pool. Um, there are so few hosts. They because ha- they they have almost no hosts in a quarter million New York, So he knows. He's kind of got to be, like, really good. He's got to be the best at something so that he'll be assigned a host. Um, And so he's, like, scouring the Andalite computers for some way to be useful because he knows, he's like, yeah, I'm not very smart. I'm never going to be, like, a scientist or whatever. I don't get that shit. Um, But he realizes, oh, if I become an expert on Andalites and, like, Andalite culture and all that, then someday I'll be useful because we're going to have to fight the Andalites someday. So this is the beginning of Visser 3. It's baby Visser 3.
1: It's the start of his obsession.
0: It is the start of his obsession. We can start seeing him Which, become, yeah.
1: I have to say, maybe part of the reason I thought this might be Visser 1 is because he seems extremely logical and mm-hmm. cool-headed <laughs> right now. Yes,
0: I have the word <laughs> cool-headed in my notes.
1: Wow. Actually. Yeah. Yes.
0: No, he, he does. Um, It's so hard I was having this conversation with someone in real life the other day. It is it is very difficult to talk about Visser 3 as a character <laughs> arc without having read this book. Because like every other place you see him, you're just like, yeah, he doesn't he's just an insane villain caricature. And in this book they like give him a character and the through line from this book to Endley Chronicles, there's something there. And then the through line from Andorite Chronicles to him being a screaming G.I. Joe villain, it, I don't know that that's really there anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> like, you know, it's almost like every time you want to talk about Vister three as a character, you, you come back to this book. Cause there's like meat here. Cause he's like a person. And then you try to make it work in the context of his character in the books, you know? Um, but yeah, you, you, it does seem like he starts off a lot more cool headed and, Like, as he grows up, he becomes more and more unhinged, for sure.
1: Now, am I... I assumed... Because I don't remember that the book Visser is about Visser 3. We don't... We uh,
0: we haven't read Visser yet. I can't tell you what that's about.
1: Okay. Well, because now I'm like, oh, maybe that's just... Maybe that's about Visser 1. If if we're getting the... We're kind of getting the Visser 3 here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a ways off.
0: It is a ways off.
1: <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, yeah, and like I said, again, we're just getting the tip of the iceberg here for Viscera 3, yeah. so I i don't know. I'm I'm wondering how I'm going to feel about it all by the end of the book. But mm-hmm. And like I said I, earlier, I feel like this is the parallel where both Estlin, as we'll call him, and Dak, are both having these revelations that, the, there's a bigger world beyond what they know, mm-hmm. and for for Dak, it's finding out about space travel and stuff. But for Esplin, it's like, oh, I can, because I yeah. can see. <laughs> there's not just like a pool, sight,
0: a body. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because we find a, like Esplin is like a baby. We're here, right? Because yeah. like this is not more than two years post the, um, post the York Rebellion. And they say that Esplin was born on the ship. Esplin has never lived on the Yerk Uh He was born in an artificial little teeny baby tank under a portable Candrona. Uh, and this is the only, like, he he doesn't know the old pools.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love, he's like, the old Yerks are always talking about, back in my day, you had to walk yeah. uphill 20 miles to get to the Yerk pool. <laughs> yeah. I think he also says here
0: a lot of the old Yerks, um, Or maybe not the old, but like a lot of other yurks don't necessarily like infesting. They're like they like, it was fucking scary. I had like this body and all these senses that I didn't understand what they were. And there was, I had to like control some other things. It was so weird and freaked me out. And he's over here like, no shit, man. I love that. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, that's strange because I had assumed that yurks were just naturally predisposed to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Like This is yeah, just it, their evolution.
0: Yeah, and, and it's interesting because you would they, you would expect them to be... Pre- I, I guess you could see a similar thing with humans where you, you might say, like, we are predisposed to be hunters. But, like, if you're not used to it, killing an animal is not... You, you're not necessarily like, I want to kill that thing. Yeah, perhaps. Since, since we hunt, gather... I don't know. I could see... It, it, yeah. it does show a little bit more nuance to the Yurk side, though, with this idea that, like, yeah, I mean, listen, they're all eager to infest because it's a militaristic culture and they have to do it or they'll be fucking tortured to death or something. And that's, like, the only life path that's available to them. But, like, maybe if they yeah. grew up in the old pools with the old Council of Thirteen before they got all the Andalite tech, maybe, maybe things were
1: different. I... I do. I find it fascinating how they have kind of started to hu- humanize, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, uh, Yurks. It's it's very different from like if you look at the Taxons, for inter- in- instance, your mm-hmm. favorite. Yes, yeah. They they're just like oh, there's some ta- not all Taxons support the Yurks. There's like opposition to the war, mm-hmm. and that they could have done that. They could have just said, oh, some Yurks aren't don't agree with it and maybe they have and maybe they will but but the way that this book is going about it is and also kind of starting in book 19 is it actually wants to put you in the shoes of a yurk and actually attempt yeah. to justify what they do on a basic level
0: yeah and that i i do this is this is kind of my thing with the taxons is that i think there's absolutely something there in the in the same vein with taxons, and yeah, the series does not go there with them, which you know I I think that as a because they're as, an intelligent, <laughs> as an intelligent race they deserve that same dignity you know but uh, it's just me
1: yeah it is just you <laughs> <laughs> you alone <laughs> what what exactly was pre-host Yurk society then they just like swim yeah. around in a pool and die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, clear, they they we know they have sonar and they must have some kind of culture.
1: But there it's strange because they're so intelligent. They're like hyper intelligent. Yeah. So what a shitty existence. <laughs> yeah, it's very
0: strange. Um there's it's like I if slugs there's...
1: were geniuses.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if they could talk to each other, then maybe there is something there.
1: But they don't like, seem to have like art. They don't like create buildings or structures. Mm-hmm. i guess they create pools i guess do they yeah Or they yeah i mean i don't think they do
0: you you could see like an entirely social because so much of what our intelligence is bent toward is social so like you could have something where it's like they have their their version of an oral history where they're making like poems and stories and stuff but we don't see any of that because and and We don't even get it hinted at, I guess, is the real more of an issue. Because, like, you could say, like, yeah, but of course they don't have that now because the only irks we see are the ones in this new, you know, military structure with host bodies. So, of course, that's what they do. Like, that old culture is stamped out. But, yeah, it it would be nice to see a little more hints of what was going on. We know they did have a Council of Thirteen before that, like... When the betrayal happens, Ciro says the Council of Thirteen would never have agreed to this. You know, he doesn't believe it. So we know they had one.
1: Give me the Yerk Chronicles.
0: I know. I (laughs) need you want Yerk Chronicles.
1: But like what happened just one day a Ged tripped in a pool, and that's (laughs) that's how they figured out, oh, we can go in their brains. (laughs)
0: Yeah, maybe when the geds drink, they have to stick their whole head under.
1: <laughs> one day, one of them's just like, "Eh, I wonder what's up with that." I'll what's just slide in, out in there. That's <laughs> so weird.
0: It's like that. What do you What do you think the first human to milk a cow was thinking? Type of meme <laughs> post. What do you think the first yerk to crawl in an ear was thinking?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Well. Yeah, I did have some yeah. questions about the uh, framing device and the POVs at this point, but I guess I'll mm-hmm. save that because you say that will be rationalized at some point. Yeah,
0: I I think it's rationalized. It, I did not question it as a kid. I don't question it now. I'm good with it. So
1: I think Visser three was the point where I went. Yeah. How does he know what Visser threes think?
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I, and I definitely feel that, and I think we'll we'll cover it.
1: Okay. That's
0: fine. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we've been introduced to, to Viscera 3, and now we'll finally get to the part that I teased at the ending of the last time. is going to turn into a Chadu, or maybe Chadu, <laughs> however you want to say it. Fucking um, so Chadu. Anyway- <laughs> <laughs> a stacey Uh Aldrea and her family have been on the planet for several months now. We know it's been at least three months uh, longer than. And she's been teaching Dak all kinds of different things. They're, you know... Friends now, they're just friends, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So, one day, Aldrea and Dak are out exploring the valley, and uh, Aldrea's having a tough time because the ground is sloping everywhere. And Dak's up in the trees, so she's like, uh, she sees an animal up in the tree, she sees this Chadu, Chadu. And um, it, this thing so is, I think, is... I
1: got some some chicken Chadu the other night from the Indian place. Mm. Damn, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, uh, good. The, the Chadu is it's two feet long. It's covered in deep blue feathers. It has four short legs uh, and two arms with claws at the end, so six limbs, I guess. and it's a glider. so it doesn't I, I don't believe it can fly. I think it can only glide from tree to tree. Um, so she acquires the morph so she can be up in the trees with Dak where, where he lives uh, and so she turns into this shadow. Uh, and they go on this crazy Tarzan-like romp through the trees, right, with Dax, like, swinging around and leading the way, and Aldrea glides after him. Uh, eventually, they reach the tribe tree, the biggest tree, uh, which this one is, they say, 2,119 feet high. <laughs> it is, co- <laughs> it's covered in platforms, and uh, with Hork-Bajir on them, uh, kind of like a, a Lord of the Rings elf village or like the Ewok village, but without the walkways because <laughs> the hork Bajir don't need them, they can climb from platform to platform. Um, and they see a ton of hork Bajir in like everyday activities, right? They're like collecting and cutting up and stacking bark, they've got places where they're telling stories to children and stuff. Um, and they reach a lookout, and uh, and Aldrea demorphs on on the lookout and they look out over the valley and she sees the blue mist at the bottom which is Father Deep and asks what's in it and, uh, and Dak doesn't know but he says they say that Terror is in the deep
1: they sure right, do so Jubba Jubba they... is in the deep <laughs> mm,
0: Jubba Jubba might be in the deep
1: I think they did say Jubba <laughs> Jubba is in the deep yeah they do <laughs> okay like like they've already said it yeah, um, yeah. oh boy so, <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot
0: of stuff. And this is really where the avatar should start kicking in. Yes. Right.
1: This this is the part where I said this is literally avatar. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it is literally just avatar.
1: <laughs> or you know, avatar is this to be more accurate. Yes. Although, let's be real, I'm sure this is like John Carter of Mars mm-hmm. basically. I don't know if there's a precursor to that even but yeah it's not none yeah, of these you, things are original
0: you could go back before that and be like listen John Carter of Mars is the sci-fi but you can go back and be like oh it's King Solomon's mines it's whatever the fuck you know mm,
1: it's yeah right mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it, but it but it is Jake Sully riding the Banshee for the first time or it's and swinging through yeah. the trees or whatever mm-hmm. except that this time he turns into the Banshee <laughs> yes
0: yeah, so this time he turns into the Banshee <laughs>
1: which is pretty
0: fun yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I noticed they, that uh,
1: mm-hmm. Aldrea doesn't have to struggle with the instincts of the Chadu too much.
0: <laughs> no, they spend very little time on the morph. She's she's just like I'm gonna turn into this, and then she does it, and Dax like so. You're that's really you, and she's like yep, and he's like okay, cool. like they don't have time to spend an entire chapter on no,
2: unlike on us. morphing,
0: <laughs> yeah. unlike us. Yeah, no, they've got a story to get to here, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I also, like you said, oh, they're like Ewoks, I guess. Kind of like Ewoks. Yeah. We also, we didn't even, I mean, there's this one part, which maybe we just save for the next section, but when they talk about the Yerks conquering all these mm-hmm. ships and stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole ass thing because there's like two paragraphs that are hugely important. <laughs> Yeah, that they're getting yeah. news that now these Yurks have they've uh, conquered they've attacked a Hajabran ship but failed because like their brains don't work.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got distributed brains across their bodies. So like, but they they have the ships. They have like a ship or two. They've got some Hajabran whatever ships, <laughs> but they don't have the hosts from those.
1: There's this um, just this period right now where in the background the Yurks are playing Katamari damashi with the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and they're just—they're very small. They haven't conquered any
0: planets. They haven't conquered any species. But they're picking up more. Like they're gaining a fleet, right? Like they got a, a Skritnak colony, so they got some ships. They've got the ongachik, ongachik, ongachik. Um, they're minstrels. Why, why
1: are you omitting the h? There's an h. <laughs> I'm pronouncing it like a k. Yeah, but it's uh, it's ongachik.
0: Sure, ongachik. Whatever you want. I always I pronounced it on gakik
1: but I just like where what other word are you angakic. basing that on? Like what word is spelled C H I C where you just call it like kick? You wouldn't say chick.
0: It's like a foreign word, you know? It's like if you're <laughs> Americanizing a word with the with a sound in it and you so like a, it's like saying ich instead of ich in German or Ich or whatever. However you Ugh. pronounce things. Whatever.
1: I think it's Anja Chick. <laughs> Orange Chick. Are They're, these? I, I like the that, ones they are that look minstrels. like Klingons. They are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I, I is like.
0: Interesting. They specifically say that they are minstrels and that these guys are all spacefarers. They don't have a home planet. These are like the weirdo bards.
1: They're space bards. <laughs> this whole thing is really. Uh, again would be great material for a video game <laughs> where yeah. you're, this is like a strategy like a civ game mm-hmm. where you're spreading throughout the universe <laughs>
0: yeah 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 cuz you're all like yeah i'm i'm tiny and impossible to find but my opponent has overwhelming force right the andalite fleet is the strongest one
1: yeah, yeah, I'm not even thinking about fuck the Andalites. Just I just want to move throughout the galaxy, consuming and growing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you got to be careful. The Andali- the Andalites are there to be like if you if you're too like you just stay in mm. one place and are really obvious, the Andalites come in and blow you up. So you got to keep. But if you if you just keep spreading around until you're strong enough, then oh, yeah. you can do whatever you want.
1: I got to write this down. This is a good. This is the board game too. Is mm-hmm. everyone's a yerk, and you're trying to see who can get the your colony the biggest.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, they, you're
1: all competing Vissers. But the Andalites are like the NPCs. and they Yeah.
0: Cook, oh, they I really it. like the idea of Visser 1 and <laughs> Visser 3 are conquering things, and if their ships come into contact, they blow each other up.
1: <laughs> uh, this is good. Okay. 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 Anything else about the uh, Chadu you want to talk about? or The Chadu,
0: not in particular, but um, there's a couple things here. I, I like, um, we, we learn a couple things about, like, Dak and Aldrea's relationship. Um, we learn, you know, Aldrea has quit making d- data logs about this because she feels like a spy. Um, yeah. you know, which kind of reminds me of Jake uh, having to report to Quaritch, you know, and, and stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, that and, and Maybe he has, like, kind of
0: a turn, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, Aldrea, <laughs> this. Aldrea does, you know, she thinks of Dak as she's not willing to just like think of him as like the science project anymore. Um, we also learn that Dak at this point can do uh what Aldrea considers basic math, like calculus and n-dimensional geometry. Um
1: <laughs> this does make me think if if Dak is so his mind is so blown by all this shit that he's like being told gradually mm-hmm. by Aldrea. Imagine. How much horkbajir are, are getting fucked up constantly when a yurk just enters their head and immediately yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm on a spaceship." <laughs> they just, I yeah, know, no idea, no what clue what the fuck the going is on. happening. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think they do say later on when spoilers some some horkbajir get infested that the horkbajir just like honestly do not know what's happening. Like they just, it's like, just don't know. Don't like get they can't it.
1: even this is like Lovecraft, like they can't even comprehend. Yeah. It's just otherworldly nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's so <laughs> far beyond. Um we like we, we also find out here that Dak does not have a concept of a secret. Hark-Bajir don't keep mm-hmm. secrets. They literally don't know the concept of a of a thing that you don't tell other people.
1: Yeah, I don't I gotta say I was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't I don't know, I didn't really like when Aldrea was like, Dak, do you know what a secret is? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> don't tell mommy sky about this. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Just for special friends.
0: <laughs> uh, now that's uh <laughs> that is also where we find out that uh I don't think Aldrea's parents know she can morph. As I recall I here. Yeah, so so so, Aldrea has a friend whose mother <laughs> helped work on the Escafil device. Now, I don't know if her mother was Escafil <laughs> or just Escafil's assistant.
1: Did right? they tell us who, that Escafil is a person yet?
0: Uh, in another book, I think in the day when when Axe said that the name was the Escafil device, he said named for its inventor. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. So that is the thing. Uh, Eldre is probably over here like, oh yeah, well, you know, my aunt works at Escafil, and she said that in the next release.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very convenient that she has this, but you know. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be. Like, Kay Applegate could have just said, yeah, they all have morphing technology. Like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know why she decided it was brand. I guess because it's it's a prequel, so she, you want to be like, oh, the origin of morphing.
0: There might be some way more ways in which that's convenient to the story later, but um, mm. but yeah, I do. I, it is it is fun, uh, and it it is good that Eldrea can do this because otherwise there there do become some issues. There's got to be Dag- a morph in this.
1: Yeah, you got to have a morph. I mean, they went out
0: of their way to write anamorphs in that huge text on the cover. I'm still on the cover, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are those icons? (laughs) I also would just like to say about this section, finally, Hork-Bajir jump good.
0: Mm, they do. They do jump good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the whole time Dak is, like, hooting and hollering, swinging through the trees, right? He's, like, he's grabbing onto branches and... Uh, Jumping from tree to tree here, it I it's worth keeping in your mental image here that they are around 500 feet off the ground in this scene. It is specified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Wild. he's having a great time out here. He jumps good. <laughs> um. All right. All right. So, uh, so back to Esplan here. Um. So after months of studying Andalites and understanding them better than any other, York Esplan still has not gotten a host. Um, but eventually they call him to the pier because they found a new planet with a new species. They've captured three of them. Uh, and this new thing, they put Esplan in it. This new thing has amazing vision. It's super strong. It's super fast. And, uh-oh, it's a Hork-Bajir. They've, they've got Hork-Bajir. Um, so, Akdor, 1154, you know, the, um, as everybody knows, the great Yurk who personally led that initial attack against uh, Aloran's troops and and killed some of them himself. The great actor. uh, He asks Esplin uh, if this body can fight Andalites. And Esplin's like, oh yeah, this thing can fight and uh an actor announces the birth of the Yurk Empire he says then we will take this species we will make them ours this planet is where we make our stand on this planet we will build the foundations of a true yurk empire you see very momentous occasion here
1: this kind of is the yurk chronicles <laughs> i don't this is gotta... the Work Viser Chronicles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it it it's, it has multiple functions.
1: Yeah, I guess. Where are, are were you done? Yeah, I'm done. A lot of palp talk in this book, and I don't know if I like that.
0: Mm. Well, they're not pedipalps, at least.
1: I don't know what they are, but Visser Three keeps talking about his palps. <laughs> and there's one part there. Uh, he talks about getting a message palp to palp. <laughs>
0: Just keep your palps covered. Cover your shame, please.
1: You remember that scene in *A uh, Requiem for a Dream*? Palp to palp. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> Is there, again? I just I have so many questions about the logistics of Yerk society. Like, are these pools interconnected, and they can swim between them? How are they? Yeah, or maybe traveling? there's like seasonal
0: flooding, and they can sometimes transfer.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't. don't know. I really don't understand. I need. I need a better picture of how these Yorks live. And like, why do they pick Vissard Three? Why is Esplin just? He's just some guy at this point. And they're like, well, he's yeah, yeah, the he. nobody else's
0: cares about Andalites. enough. Oh, like there's people who are like, I read the tech. I I read. I'm learning the science. There's people who are like, oh, that computer stuff is weird and scary. And then they're like, and then there's this guy who just spends all day reading Andalite books and reading about Andalite physiology, and he just knows Andalites inside and out. So, like, all right, we got a thing. Can this thing fight him? Like, physically? Can it fight him? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, I don't know, it just made it seem, he was like, oh, they're not going to give me a, ho-. it seemed like he was kind of getting ignored, and then one day they're yeah. like, here you go, now you're really important.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think they were just like, listen, like, un- until they had, like, they, they, they weren't, they weren't looking at him, because they were looking for, like, you know, navigators and science, like, I need to figure out how to use this Hodgebron tech, I need to figure out how to navigate to a planet, I need... You know the physicists and the mathematicians and the biologists or whatever. I don't need this weirdo guy. And then they're like, <laughs> "Oh shit, I got this like warrior." I don't. I don't. Need, let's let's get the andelite expert. I it, it makes sense to me at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it it does make sense. I just don't know that it was conveyed to me <laughs> that well. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh there's a point in here where he's talking about infesting the Hork-Bajir, and he says that the ear was large and unobstructed and I'm as like as opposed to the geds ear and I'm not sure if that's just cuz Hork-Bajir are bigger but it made me think maybe ged ears are more obstructed than like other ears because it's like an adaptation to prevent infestation you know what I mean where there's like an evolutionary mm. arms race Like, Geds used to be easier, and then they developed these difficult ear canals, and then Yerkes developed to be able to get around them or something.
1: I sure don't know where a hork ear is, looking at this illustration. (laughs) It
0: is a good question. Probably, like, where a bird's ear is.
1: Yeah, I I guess. It's just, like, a Mm. pore or something. (laughs) Yeah. They go in through the eye. (laughs) No Um, idea. No idea. Ah, that's clever. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh. Yeah. Uh. We should mention there's Janeth four two nine, a very old, wise, very wise. Yeah. Um. It's it's also notable that Esplan here is really into like crushing this Hork-Bajir's mind right? Like, the Ged is all yes. beaten down. They don't even have to do it. The Hork is like, what's going on? And Espin's like, ah, ha, 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 I have the power. <laughs> like, you yeah. see a little bit of that. I-, I do think that there are a lot of Yerks in the pool who maybe would be very disturbed by having to do I think Aftran, in fact, w- was kind of disturbed the first time she had to do this before she got used to it. Whereas Esplan, just right off the bat, is showing a little bit more of who he is here. He loves it, yes. He's like, I'm crushing
1: you. (laughs) Yes.
2: Even better.
1: Uh,
0: Bodies are better when they're stolen.
1: (laughs) He was born for this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Seven weeks pass. Um, (laughs) In the book, in the book. Yeah. Not, I mean... So far, it's only we're getting, been six we're weeks of the, the podcast. We're, we're, yeah. we're,
1: we're getting to the wrap-up.
0: We're getting to the wrap-up. Um, so one night, Aldrea and Dak are spending time together, you know, as they do. Um, and they uh, they hear the speaking trees, which are uh, hollow nawin trees with vines strung across them. And then they draw a bow across it, which is, it's like a stringed instrument. And it sends messages with, like, music or whatever. Um, so they hear that three Hork-Bajir from the southern tribe were taken by new monsters from Father Deep, and the description of the monsters uh, matches Ged's. Uh, so Aldrea is freaked out. She's about to explain Yerkes when she realizes her father is sending out his nightly broadcast, and she freaks out and turns to run to warn him. Um, so I, I, wa- I do want to talk about some of these speaking trees here.
1: hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is where we really see all their kind of the more of the hork society, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. A little bit more of like their culture and interconnectedness in a way.
1: Who seemed... Uh, oh, yeah. And, and the vines too, right? The communication e- of the vines? Or not yet?
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, the speaking tree is like... The vines are oh. like the, the strings on like the guitar or whatever. Or the oh, yeah, violin, yeah. more like. And then the, the hollow tree is like the inside of the...
1: Yeah, I guess it's all interconnected. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, it's all
0: interconnected, yeah.
1: Yeah, this to me, for such a dumb fucking species, it yeah. seems, seems like they have a pretty sophisticated form of music and communication. Yeah,
0: I always thought in my like in my readings of this as a kid, I always thought that Hork-Bajir tech probably moved in like leaps and bounds by Sears. Because like past Sears mm. were not born... To like, you know, help them with the coming of the yrks or whatever, mm-hmm. or the coming of the Andalites. So it might be like, oh no, the hort between the valleys can't talk and there's a huge crisis happening, but a seer was born and that seer used their knowledge to figure out that you could send messages. And so now the old one in the tribe tree passes down the, the wisdom that... You do it this way. You set it up like that, that, that. This means that. This means that. Why does it work? We don't know. The seer told us many, many ages ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Every once in a while, a seer comes out and is like, look, this is how you make a phone. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This will get yeah. you through another couple hundred years.
0: <laughs> that's not that different from our society. I couldn't make a phone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Alexander Graham Bell, one of our great seers.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the great
1: seers of humanity. It is interesting they use the term seer because that's mm-hmm. typically associated with like a psychic Mm-hmm. that's not that's not how it's used here it's just it's a guy they like see the bigger picture kind of yeah he can see farther
0: they're they're almost like psychic though because they're so far advanced beyond anything just remembering mm. there. there's some like <laughs> there's some like outer limits episode where some guy goes in like an evolution machine and he comes <laughs> out like a thousand years advanced <laughs> and he's got a giant head and he says Like some guys come up with like police officers and he uses his psychic powers against them. And he says, your ignorance makes me ill and angry. And I think about that line all the time. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining here, right? Like he's not really, he's just so smart, you see. Their ignorance (laughs) makes him ill and angry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I like it. It sounds good. I should watch that.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what it is, but I remember it's one of those. (laughs) Sounds like the
1: mutants in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Mm, It does kind of actually. I had to bring it back to something that I could understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) it makes sense.
2: All right. right.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah, it's good. And and earlier on, uh, Ciro said that Hork-Bajir don't have any music to speak of. Which is just wrong. Like, they right here we see they do. The Andalites mm. are just, they were just like, oh, they're just dumb backwards primitives. They don't have any culture.
1: They do. Fucking Andalites, pieces of shit. I know. Right? Fuck off, Zero. Yeah. Why don't you go no, fucking da- start another genocide, you bitch? <laughs>
0: Dak here also seems to be falling into that. Like, he's kind of grumpy here where he keeps being, he keeps being like... Oh, this is just our primitive music. It's no good because, like you Andalites, <laughs> are better. And Aldrea has to be like, no, Dak, it's still fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I. This would definitely be in like the top two hundred. It's good.
0: <laughs> it's good, yeah. Um, and on that note, there's a lot of sexual tension here.
1: Do you mean like when a lot? Aldrea says it was not the first time? Oh, sorry, Dak says it was not the yeah. first time she had touched me. Mm-hmm. Usually I enjoyed the fact that she would grab me for balance, or mm-hmm. playfully slap me in pretended upset, or take my hand as we watched the sun turn red.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am talking <laughs> about that part, yes. Yes, indeed. I also am talking about the part where he says, uh, in many ways I was no longer hork but when we were together and I looked at her delicate shape, I knew that I was not Andalite either.
1: It's interesting because it's it's really not explicit. And I don't mean mm-hmm. sexually explicit, but I just mean <laughs> right, like right. the there if if it's if we're calling it a romance, which mm-hmm. I it seems like it will develop into, it is pretty you do kind of have to read into that. It's not made very mm-hmm. clear at least for a, you know, for an Animorphs book for kids It's not mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 not like oh these people like each other. You it's a little bit more subtle than that.
0: Yeah. Uh I I think there is a fine line to walk between like I wanna write a love story, is this bestiality? It's kind <laughs> of like it's okay. They're both intelligent and neither one is actually human. So like maybe <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But there yeah. is some tension here in a way that's a little bit odd since, um, you know, they're not, they're not morphing into each other, <laughs> right? Mm, they're, no. they has only been a Chadu here.
1: They're just two healthy, mm-hmm. fuckable aliens. <laughs> they
0: sure are. I mean, to be fair, I want to fuck both of them. So there's no, they don't look like me either.
1: They are, they're 18, right? <laughs> Probably. Okay.
0: Sure, maybe. <laughs> In hork years.
1: Yeah, this, I also really love, they talk about the Geds, and she says, we never could figure out why they evolved with their legs being different lengths.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just stumble just around like losers. The
1: dumbest fucking <laughs> race. Mm,
0: okay, here it is. Because, right, the Geds that stumbled around like that, they slipped and fell into Yurk pools. And it turns out they actually are symbiotic. The Geds that got helped by Yurk intelligence did better. So the ones that were too dumb to not be able to slip and fall, <laughs> they died out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel like I I can buy that being a, an actually a symbiotic relationship.
2: It's like yeah, Maybe it's there's a-
1: something there. The Geds are, like, so dumb, they might as well just be, like, mech suits. Like, there's not even a brain there to take over. It's just a body. Uh,
0: They do describe the Geds as having, like, an intelligence. It's just, like, completely crushed and beaten down because, you know, the test Geds (laughs) spends all day being infested by Yurk after Yurk after Yurk. They (laughs) like that. It's
1: it's what they're used to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He would be upset. He wouldn't know what to do with his freedom.
1: Um... Okay, and we, um, I mean, I have some stuff that's sort of more yerk related I don't know what we're... Where are we at right now?
0: <laughs> uh, we we can if we finish it off. I've got more stuff that's Yurk related. Great. Too,
1: let's just let's just get to the end of the book and then we can cover everything. Okay. By end of the book, I mean yes, chapter twelve. Chapter
0: twelve. That's how <laughs> far we've gotten into this book. You could have read it four times by the time we were done talking about it. Um, all right. So jump back to Esplan. Um, we meet another uh, Hork-Bajir controller. We meet uh, the Yurk Karger. Carger, Carger, I'm going to say. 7901. Um, and uh, Esplan and Carger <laughs> have... 7901. They've been ordered to blow up the Andalite scoop from orbit, right? They received Prince Sierra's transmission. transmission. Uh, and then go clean up the survivors, any survivors, with their new Hork-Bajir bodies. Um, they see three Andalites at the scoop. Esplan says, oh, wait for the fourth one. But Carger is like, no, no, shoot now. Um... Cut back to Dak and Aldrea, who are running there, and they watch as the, the Yurk shoot, and the scoop explodes, and her family burns to death. And we end this part with Aldrea screaming in rage up at the sky. Um, so we... we. I like this point to cut off and stop. I'm happy with myself for choosing it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but let's talk about some of the... Yeah, there's some more Yurk stuff in here.
1: Sure. Yeah. So the Yerk stuff. Well, uh, I mean, I I just think it's very funny that they we find out here they just this is this is when they just made up the term viscer.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just like we need some kind of a hierarchy. <laughs> like we had. Council of 13 and no one else, but like, no, we need some other shit.
1: It's not like this is a word in the Yerk language. This is like 40 no. years prior to the series. Someone was just like, I don't know, what should we call him? Visser?
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a word. Maybe viscer means something
1: in Yerkish. He seems maybe. to, the, his reaction to it to me sounds like he's like, oh, there's some new word they made up, I guess. Some of Visser now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> made, made up this new word, Lieutenant. Yeah, that's, that what it, word? that's what it that's is. A weird ass word. <laughs> it's so that's. I don't know. That's very funny yeah. to me. And and also, again, this feels a little bit to me like prequelitis. That and also the like they mention. Oh, dome ships are being built right now. Mm-hmm. It's. It feels it, too much like oh, mm-hmm. you got to find out where's the stuff came from. Yeah, I
0: mean, this does tell me something interesting like it is a little bit I I can see where you're coming from where it's like (laughs) everything we've seen Andalites do so far is new but it, it, it like it does it does place things where it's like yeah a lot of this Andalite tech is new tech this is current gen tech this was not here before the Yurk war it was developed specifically because the Yurks were a threat and they needed it they were not running around policing the galaxy with dome ships pre Yurk they were policing them with transports and fighters and stuff um. Yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. I there are some good things with the Visser and subvis. I I appreciate that. Like, it's all very loose and haphazard. They're trying to figure it out from scratch. They just got a bunch of guys. They grabbed whatever they could and ran. Um. Because they say here that Carger is is a subvisor mostly because after they said they were gonna make Vissers and subvisor, Carger started being like, "It's me, subvisor, Carger." And nobody contradicted him, so now he just is. That's just you know, <laughs> he had the ambition to do it, nobody shot him down, and that's that's how it all got started.
1: That's how you do it. You walk into a place and act like you belong there. Yeah, that's what he, he did. He he just had that that uh he yeah. rizzed him up.
0: <laughs> Smart enough not to go for Visser, because then Actor might have got mad, but sub Visser you can get away with.
1: Carger who Visser three says is too crude and violent for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody might be a little jealous here. I think maybe. <laughs> what that? What is that? I don't, like what? Yeah, like this is this is a different viscer Three than we know in the books because Cargar is nowhere near as crude or violent as Visser Three. <laughs> in the no. rest, in as an adult, uh, th- this young viscer Three still is still is a reasonable person.
1: And then. As he, but then, as you said, uh, Aldrea's family gets Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Is what happens.
0: Yes, yeah, I do have Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru uh, <laughs> in my notes specifically. Yep. Um, the way he's looking at now, Aldrea here has a much more normal reaction. Luke, when he comes home and Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru are <laughs> dead and burning corpses in front of him, he's like. Uh, I guess I'll go off with this old guy. There's nothing else left for me to, like... eh, No, 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 come on.
1: He looks out at the sun and contemplates. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's, yeah. He does not scream with
0: rage about killing every
1: yerk. (laughs) They were old. Like, they're probably going to die anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was no Berafin. But this is pretty shocking that the, yeah. And that well and all but also it's like, oh, well that's why we're on her POV because <laughs> everyone else is
0: dead. Yeah. Or not on Barafin, That's for sure. Not on Ciro. Yeah. Cause we
1: never found out what happens to Ciro. Like, again, I just assumed he lived a hundred years earlier, but. Yeah. No. no was... And,
0: and the, that's the other, we don't, they never in the stories of Ciro do we hear that like, almost immediately one of the first the first Andalite casualty after the initial attack is Zero like he's just the first yeah. one who gets fucked over by his decision
1: they just don't they're like he fucked up and that's all we need the history books yeah. to say about him he's disgraced
0: fuck him we don't want we don't want to think about it
2: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so it's a it's a dark place to end the first third here
0: yeah, it's uh it's yeah, and, and it is it is a fairly shocking scene by if if you picked this up and it just as a random sci-fi book, this would be a pretty intense and shocking scene. Um if you've read a lot of animorphs, you'd be like, Oh hey, some death and trauma. I was expecting that at some point.
1: Right. True. <laughs> this book is another one that does not really give you the exposition stuff. Either. Yeah,
0: not at
1: all. <laughs> I think, like, you pick up on it, mm-hmm. but not, I mean, certainly not the Animorphs series. Yeah. They don't even touch, like, you're like, who the fuck yeah. is Tobias? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you would you would just, I don't know what that is, cut that out, fuck that. Why,
1: the, why is there a bird talking about an element? <laughs> yeah, like, it seems this?
0: like they're on Earth, but then there's a talking bird. <laughs> that fucking shit um <laughs> yeah but yeah like i i do think that if you were to just read this blind the uh the back cover would be very helpful it would do a lot of heavy lifting and being like what is aldrea she they don't ex-, it's like they do explain that she has hooves and four legs and no mouth and tail blade and stalks but they don't just say that like those are all details that come up and you just be like i don't know what yeah. this thing is so it would help a lot to be able to oh <laughs> Okay, I get what, what Which, this is supposed
1: to be. I do think that's generally how mm-hmm. like a well written sci fi novel could be written. You don't, yes, like, I agree. There wouldn't there wouldn't be like a paragraph like an animorphs of here's what they look like. Yeah. It, so yeah, yeah, it feels more. But it's hard for me to judge because we know it's hard for me to judge. Does is it more natural or would I be confused if I? But who the fuck's reading this book without having read an animorph? Yeah, book no, nobody's actually doing that. <laughs> I
0: love your hypothetical, just picking <laughs> yes. this up as a sci-fi book, but like,
1: I yeah, I want to know what that experience would be like. But I don't think I would ever actually want someone to have to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but but I want to know, like, what could these chronicles books stand alone? I I, I do want that experiment carried out.
0: Yeah, that would be fascinating. It's too bad I didn't do that with you.
1: No, I would. I would refuse to do it. I. I yeah. I, I wouldn't have wanted to do
0: it. Ah, uh, yeah. I know how you are.
1: Now here's the good news.
0: <laughs> are any
1: any other final thoughts? I think we can.
0: Eh, not really. I'm. I'm just like my main thought on this is that honestly, I I could do an entire series of horpcure exploits. Like I don't need the rest of this book. I I could do. You know, thirty books that they have like six months to work with here. But I, I could do like thirty books that are just the adventures of Dak and Aldrea or Dak and Jaggle, like before anything serious happens. Here's some, you know, this is the time when we went to whatever tree and and the X person saw an light and they were like, "What?" And then Aldrea we had to, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. You you want the the part of the movie where they're just swimming around?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, It's like an entire series.
1: Yeah, That's Dak and Jaggle, want. by the way, underrated PlayStation series. Hmm. hmm. I was a big would fan of Dak and game. Jaggle back in the day.
0: I would play Dak and Jaggle.
1: Anyway, we'll have many more thoughts on Horkman, Chronicles over the next two episodes. But <laughs> I was just going to say the good news is we only have one pop culture reference in this book.
0: <laughs> a <Yes>. single one. <laughs> she managed to slip one in. <laughs>
1: And, yeah, there's no fucking Lauren sneaking in in this yeah. book to feed us more. Right. As far as I know at this point. So uh, that comes in the very beginning when Tobias is about to hear a hork story. And he theorizes that uh, the story isn't exactly going to be Party of Five. <laughs> that's, his, that's his baseline for riveting entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't,
0: I don't know that that party of fives where i would have gone on that one
1: but... <laughs> party of five that's a show i never watched but i know it exists yeah i yeah. know it was on
2: it, it was and real. that's it
0: yeah that's it next time we we will go through chapter 24 so just for but, those just to prep the that ones
1: before we... before it too
0: Right, yeah, we're not just reading that one. <laughs> Although maybe that's what we need to do, time-wise.
1: I think, well, I know I, we always say this, but I do think this time, parts two and three of this will be much shorter. This, yeah,
0: this time for sure. <laughs> yeah, this time for sure. There's no right. way they could be our longest episodes <laughs> to date.
1: <laughs> if you would like to sign us your thoughts on the hork Chronicles, get them in now. Parts one, two, three, email them in now. And so we can read them or a serious thoughts in general, anything. Email us the Yerky boys at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on blue sky at Jonathan Estes or on threads at Jonathan Estes, uh, or go to my website, Jonathan Estes.com. Check out my YouTube videos.
0: Yay. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on blue sky as well. Now I am, what the fuck is my handle like dog times it's, or something? I'm sure it's dog times McGee. <laughs> I'm not actually sure it's dog times McGee. I'm actually about to check that right now because I don't remember. Uh, yeah. At dog times, stop blue sky. Wow. But I, I'm using dog times. McGee as my at dog times. You can follow me on blue sky. Courtesy of Nick. No name. Thank you. Nick. No name. I have all of a single post so far.
1: <laughs> Two for me.
0: Wow, yeah, we're exciting guys So uh, so you can follow us there you, that's, is that, that's it Did did you tell us where to email us? I did Oh, you did? Yeah, All I right. did that Cool, thanks everyone for listening <laughs> Tune in next time when we'll be talking about the hork bajir Chronicles again In which we meet the Jubba-Jubba On the Yerky <laughs> Boys